IPA label higher up the board. Ooh. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, we are live today at uh, Bravery Brewing here in Lancaster. Great turnout already, oh as a matter gosh. of fact. Every time we come here, it is awesome. The crowd always shows up here at Bravery Brewing. Yeah, there's a bunch that we're going to get through today. We have a, a bunch of stories that we have to tell you about, of course, that's going on in the news today, including... I don't know why this happens every time we seem to go out, but there appears to be a terrorist attack in France. It's small, small scale. Doesn't mean it's uh, not important, but there was a bomb apparently that went off on a street in Lyon, France. Yeah, it was a pedestrian area there. It's hurt at least eight people, according to the officials on the ground. They don't know the cause of the explosion at this point, but again, it's in the pedestrian, uh, pedestrian district, and they've evacuated the whole area. Uh, Emmanuel Macron described it as an attack. No fatalities at this point. Uh, local prosecutors suggest it had been caused by a package bomb. All right. What better reason to come to Bravery Brewing and just have a beer and relax than, uh, than yeah, the fact absolutely. that everything is, everything is going to hell in a handbasket? Well, we already got some great reviews of the KF IPA, which yeah. is a, a red IPA. Have that you tried it yet? I have not tried it yet. I, gotta, I will do it on the air uh, probably next hour, as a matter of fact. Mm. But Brian Avery helped us brew that. I should say we helped Brian brew it because it's you, really more. And when you say help, you didn't really do anything. I stirred. Brian, Brian did all the work. Brian, I stirred, didn't I? Okay. See? I, I, I hauled some stuff over there. Just and like you flew that F-16. I literally flew the <laughs> F-16. Uh, all right. Um, Britain's Theresa May says she's going to resign. June 7th is going to be her last day. The timing of it is interesting only because, among other things, President Trump is actually going to Britain and will be there in just the last few days of her term as prime minister. Speaking of the president, he is claiming that he's mentally fit. Nancy Pelosi is claiming she's mentally fit. Rudy Giuliani is claiming that he's mentally fit. Everyone is is letting everyone know that they are completely right in their mind because all three of those people have been called into question in the past 48 hours. Wait, if you have to claim that you're mentally fit, isn't there a question about your mental fitness? Uh, Because... <laughs> but but you've never been able you've never said to me in the first thing in the morning. Well, I've never been I'm, mentally fit. I rest my case. <laughs> All right, uh, big story though to start today is that Harvey Weinstein has apparently come up with a deal, a settlement with the women who have accused him of sexual misconduct. Forty-four million dollars to resolve lawsuits filed by women who accused him of sexual misconduct. Yeah, okay, so here's the deal. The lawyers who were involved in all of this told the bankruptcy court judge yesterday they reached a deal. They didn't get into specifics about how much each person is going to get specifically. But you've got the New York Attorney General's office who has signed off on this. The defendants, all of, and this is the important part, all of the insurance companies, because of the $44 million that Harvey Weinstein is going to pay, all of it is coming from insurance companies. 
I do not have. I was going to say, do you? Are you covered? I am if, not. If you start molesting people, or are you no, covered? I am not covered. So they I guarantee. can take your house. They could easily take my house. Forty-four million dollar proposal includes about thirty million that would go to the women he's accused of victimizing, alleged victims, former employees, studio creditors, all of that. Would also cover the plaintiff's lawyers' fees, according to some of the people, and then fourteen million dollars goes to the legal fees of Mr. Weinstein's associates, including his former board members who were named as defendants in all this. Somebody is getting paid a pantload of money in all this. More than 80 women have accused him of wrongdoing. Uh, Many of those complaints do involve sexual harassment, which is a civil violation, not a criminal one. So the details uh, of any settlement, it's just, you know, it's symbolism, really. It's not like he's going to be punished. No, and all of this actually just does the lawsuits. This doesn't change anything about the criminal case. He could still have this criminal case pending against him in Manhattan. There are charges of rape, other sex crimes. He has pleaded not guilty. He's denied all the allegations of uh, non-consensual sex. That trial is supposed to begin in September, uh, but if he's able to work out a $44 million lawsuit settlement, I would be curious to see if he's able to work out some sort of a, a deal with prosecutors where he doesn't go to trial. Do some math for me. 80 million, or I'm sorry, 80 million women. No, 80, 80 women. 80 million women. Might be 80 million women. Okay. Who knows? But 80 women have 80 officially women. Yeah. Uh, accused him of wrongdoing. Right. And so 44 million into that. Yeah. And then minus the creditors mm-hmm. and, and that. Yeah. What, how much do you think each woman gets? $7. I think your math is wrong. Well, it says seven right there. I don't know if that's a... I don't know. Math was never my strong suit. Okay. Clearly. That's why I'm, I'm standing here. I'm just wondering here. what you'd be willing to put up with for uh, for a half a million dollars. Let's just say it's maybe 300 grand okay. for each woman. Right. I'll do the math. Okay. Uh, what would you be willing to put up with? What would I be willing to This is to the wrong up? question. This is so... Women are going to kill me for this, but seriously. Well, what if you change the roles then? Because like, it's not Harvey Weinstein that's doing it to me, right? It is. Oh, it is? It is. No, no, no that's different. Uh, I mean, would you watch the plant situation happen for three hundred grand? Oh, yeah. Okay. For $300,000? Yeah. Yeah, he could fertilize that plant all he wants. <laughs> I, I do not care about that. Well, it's good that some of this is being put to bed, and maybe this will provide some closure for uh, for some of those women. All right. We are live today. Bravery Brewing here in Lancaster. There's some uh, some coffee and pastries oh, out here, thanks to Panera right Bread. Here. You, Hi. <laughs> you have a show dog What's already? What's your name? You know, dogs don't... No, they don't talk? No. Oh. Um, so come on out. We have a food truck that's... I think I can smell that thing already out for outside. There's Dan Cooley from SolarMax. He's here. His whole team is here, and they're going to be uh, handing out some special prizes if you bring your electricity bill with uh, three, six months of uh, energy usage, and it's over 100 bucks. They'll buy you a beer and put it in a very special commemorative Gary and Shannon glass that they have over there. We have stuff to give out. We have beer for you to drink. It's going to be a good day. I mean, what more do you want in life? It's I a, don't know. It's a I Friday. do not know. It's a good way to start Memorial Weekend, all, all right? right? Coming up next, young people are not saving retire- for retirement because they think that global warming is going to end the world before they get there. <laughs> Seriously. All right. We'll talk about it. Also, your chance at $1,000. Yep. Gary and Shannon today live at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster with our latest news and brews. Flashback Friday year 2011. Yeah. That's because that's when Bravery Brewing opened its doors. And that is where you find us today here in Lancaster. Already a great crowd. People having coffee. People having beer. 
People having donuts. Couple, <laughs> and, and some of them, all three. And Bert has had everything, including a, a triple-decker hamburger yeah, Bert already, Yeah, put right? down a triple-decker hamburger, four donuts, and a muffin. That man is an eater. And then he unpacked the car. He's a good eater. Got, got everything ready. Uh, there are a couple of big stories that we're following today uh, that we will talk about a little bit later. One in Swamp Watch, uh, when we talk about politics, there was a video going around of Nancy Pelosi that uh, was shared over and over and over again yesterday. And it's a picture, it's a video of Nancy Pelosi talking at the uh, Center for American Progress event. So if you followed this whole story about uh, the, the war between Nancy Pelosi and Donald Trump in the last couple of days. It's good. She showed up to the White House with Chuck Schumer to talk about infrastructure. The president turned on his heels and left because they weren't going to drop the investigations. Um, she said a couple of times, I pray for the president and I pray that somebody intervenes on his behalf. Did somebody- you see the sign that Bart <laughs> left for us? Yes. It says, there's a sign on our desk here that says, Dear Gary and Shannon, all of us here in the Bravery family pray for you. And we hope that someday your family and friends will have an intervention for you. So, so, awesome. so Bart clearly listens to the show, so thank you. Uh, but this went back and forth. And then yesterday, Nancy Pelosi had yet another news conference where she talked about uh, more cover-up. And she talked about praying again for the president. Uh, then she went to the Center for American Progress event a few minutes after her news conference and kept piling on and kept talking about this stuff. Well, somebody took a video of her or used the video from that event and slowed it way down. Now, for years, I've done this with the sound bites from the president, presidents, going back to George W. Bush, that when you slow them down... They sound wasted. Everybody sounds drunk. It doesn't matter who you do it to, Trump, Pelosi, Bush, Obama, they all sound like they're hammered. So when somebody put this video up of Nancy Pelosi on, spa- uh, on stage slowed down... You throw in some denture issues that she's got, she sounds like she's slurring her words, like she's hammered. Anyway, this video, this video goes wild. Two, two million shares, I think, on one specific website. And that's what Rudy Giuliani shared, and then other people shared. They thought it was funny. The Washington Post came out with a full article to explain Nancy Pelosi wasn't drunk. It's just a slowed-down video. They never did. They never did those kinds of explainer uh, articles whenever anybody else was made fun of. But I thought that they—it was funny that they decided that, that they Nancy Pelosi was going to be the one that they would come out and protect. Her up, yeah. Anyway, we'll talk more about that at twelve thirty when we get into Swamp Watch. Well, two thirds of millennials. This is the generation born between nineteen eighty one and nineteen ninety six. Two thirds of them have nothing saved for retirement. Now. While many say that they can't afford to at this point, many say that it's because they don't have a future to save for. This is according to the CEO of United Income. This is an online retirement investment platform based in D.C. They believe that climate change will result in the apocalypse, and by the time they retire, there will be nothing to save for. You can't take it with you. Uh, it's, it's called eco-anxiety. According to a 2018 report from the American Psychological Association, 72% of millennials suffer from eco-anxiety. Their emotional well-being is affected by the inevitability of climate change. 72% feeling anxious over climate change. Right, so they're not going to save any money. But this this also goes to... That makes me worried. This also goes to a study from the... Uh, where was it, the study in the Journal of Abnormal Psychology, that young adults and adolescents have increasingly significant mental health issues. Now, why is that? 
social media. Because of social media, because yeah. your your face is in your phone the whole time, nobody has the ability to socially interact anymore and to talk people off the ledge. Got to get out there and look at the trees and get off the screens, the take num- a walk, they said the talk num- to somebody, don't text them. The number of individuals between the ages of 18 and 25 with symptoms of major depression increased 52%. Lord, Be- because no one's learning how to deal with any of their emotions. No one's right. dealing with, the, no one's talking it out anymore. They're, they're relying on emojis to explain themselves. In memes. Don't forget the memes. Lori Rodriguez is a 27-year-old communications professional in New York City. She says she's not saving for retirement. She can. She can afford to, but she says it's, it's not going to matter. Here's her quote. I want to hope for the best. And plan for a future that is stable and secure. But when I look at the current events and at the world we're predicting, I do not see how things could not be chaotic in 50 years. She thinks the apocalypse is going to happen before she retires. Well, th- look at the, the massive... Uh, I think the social apocalypse will happen. <laughs> that's true. People will stop talking to each other right. before the... We're going to go back to like hieroglyphics. Of just like, you know, we're already doing it with emojis and stuff. Yeah. Like having conversations with just pictures. Like that's what we did in the hieroglyphic times. When we were in the where caves. Where we would just draw pictures in the cave. Like that's where we're headed. If you we're think about. We're swinging the other way. <laughs> the major events that have happened in, in the lives of somebody who's 20 years old, 25 years old, right? You've got the September 11th attacks. You've got a stock market crash in 2008. And maybe, depending on when they were born, they remember the dot-com bubble bursting. So they've seen major events that affect history. But that's the same. Everybody's gone through something like that. Everybody's got memories. If you remember uh, the chaos of World War II, the Vietnam draft, uh, there were times in this country where whatever generation was alive and functional at that time, they've got those memories. And they all thought that that was going to be the end of whatever society we had at the time. The number of people between the ages of 18 and 25 reporting symptoms of major depression increased 52% in the past 10 or 12 years. 52%. Now, do you think that's more depression or do you think we're taking the stigma off talking about depression and do you think that's a good thing? Or we know what, we know what to call it. Right. Is that that same thing where we finally have a word that is acceptable? We finally have a word where it's okay to talk about that sort yeah. of thing. I, think I mean, that's is more it okay it. to talk? That's more of it that we that we're just talking about it now. I think so. All right. That's uh, not more people being depressed. We are live today at uh, Bravery Brewing here in Lancaster. We would love it if you would come on out. Are you depressed? Because you can tell me. Not yet. Oh. But you keep you keep bugging me. I'll be depressed. I promise. Uh, wow. The. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff on the board up there. The Kobe, the McMurphys, the James and the Giant, uh, Wheat Wine, Buster's Brown, Bullfrog, the Barto Double IPA. Oh, and, and of look course, at that, the KFIPA. KFIPA. That was a, a red IPA that Brian uh, came up with the recipe for based on our suggestions about what it should taste like. Has anybody, has anybody tried that KFIPA yet? And it's, what do you think? It's good so far? <laughs> He gave me a shoulder shrug and like, no, you know, it's not bad. Uh, okay, so come on out and try that. It's on tap out here. Uh, this is the first day they've been able to serve it. So also, a couple of different groups that are out here that we want to tell you about. The Chop Shop Barbershop is out here providing free haircuts for veterans all day. Uh, the Patriot Guard Riders Motorcycle Group is coming in today. And a local auto shop and the Automobile Club giving away that car over there, that brand-new Toyota, it looks like, over there. So we'll... We'll tell you who picks up that car a little bit later. 
Um, when we come back... Brian Suits joins us. Brian Where is Suits. Brian? Where is Brian? He's in around the corner. Did we lose him? Brian Suits, host of Dark Secret Place, is going to join us. And we'll talk about some cool stuff, including some headlines in the, uh, in the news today about what's going on with American troops. Gary and Shannon will continue. Baby, Gary and Shannon live today. We are out in Lancaster for our latest news and brews. We're at Bravery Brewing. We are staying on top of the news coming out of Lyon, France. France's third largest city. Their small explosion on a busy pedestrian street has injured seven people. They say lightly injured. Uh, Cause of the blast not immediately known, but it looks like there was a small package that exploded. The president there, Emmanuel Macron, calling it an attack. Uh, One of the uh, what looked like was going to be an actual success in terms of uh, congressional action was a disaster aid package. About $19 billion that everybody had agreed upon, but uh, looked like they were going to pass this thing by unanimous consent. There was one objection from a uh, congressman from Texas, so... That's going to have to go to a full vote. That won't happen until they come back from their Memorial Day recess, which will be about 10 days from now. We've talked about the heightened tensions with Iran, the president leaving for Japan, talking about it on the White House lawn today, that the United States will be bolstering its military presence in the Middle East with an additional 1,500 troops. Brian Suits joins us. Hello, Brian dear. Suits, also a secret place. <laughs> Everyone here already knows me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm third base. Yeah. You're Norm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, you know what the big deal is over the last half hour talking about Iran is that the director of the joint chief of, of the joint staff, not the chairman of the joint staff, but but uh, a, 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 a announce hall uh, announced that the Iranian uh, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, their their you know foreign terrorist force. Uh, we are now officially blaming them for the uh, the attack on the on the uh, oil terminal a week and a half ago, two weeks ago in Fujairah, on the Indian Ocean. So that's it's a big deal. It's a big big deal. We were standing off on it for about a week and a half. Now the Pentagon's officially said Iran did that. That's more significant than the number of because fifteen hundred troops does not seem no. like a lot. They that's were talking a, about more, weren't they? Ten thousand or something? Which or is still nothing. Still nothing. Yeah, no, we're we're not talking about you know sending a marine expeditionary force. Uh, and th- that's the advance guard right there. That's in their, uh, and they're here, so they're, they're not yeah, going anywhere. They're, uh, class C blues, right? <laughs> okay. Um, and, um, uh, but no, it's not significant. It's, it's ratcheting up the pressure to Iran, and Iran is feeling the pressure. And uh, so that's, that's the end game. This Are is, they going to respond to this in any way? Does this mean anything to them? <clears throat> Are they going to deny it vehemently and say it's a tissue of lies and that the international community needs to, you know, ins- Doing an investigation, the whole thing, but standard, standard speech. But they're they are honestly laying low in the in the, in, in the Straits of Hormuz. They are honestly laying low. They usually bomb around in their zodiacs and all that, but they're they're laying low. They're not trying to give us, uh, you know, a, a, a pretext to to Gatling gun them out of the water. Are we alone in this? There was some there was some talk a week and a half, two weeks ago, that uh, our allies weren't as uh, on board with this. As we wanted yeah, them to be. Yeah, the, the Royal Navy, the, the British, the British actually have minesweepers in, in the Persian Gulf. But, but otherwise, this is, you know, we're the ones who pulled out of the nuke deal. So we're the ones pushing them to redo the deal. And, and actually, a lot of Iranians on the down low are quietly saying to their own government, look, you wrote that thing. It, you jobbed it. You put your thumb on the scale. Let's do a real one and, and stop these sanctions because it really is crippling the Iranian economy in a, in a big, big way. 
When you hear the president talk about or answer questions about war with Iran, and he says, well, I hope we don't go to war with Iran. I don't see it. I hope not. What does that mean to you? He's being told to say that. He, you know, he's, he's saying that publicly because, how did he, you know, he ran on build a wall and make Peru pay for it. But he also said, you know, we're not going to any of these crazy foreign wars that don't do anything. We're not going to go free people that don't give an F about us. You know, and don't care about democracy and all that. And it resonated. You know, it, it resonated in Wisconsin and Iowa uh, and all that. Because we're, we seem to be in the forever war. And he was, you know, he's talking about the money uh, being paid for. But what, what, something, something a, a dynamic that's happening on May 30th is that the Gulf Arab states are meeting in Mecca. So neither of you are invited. Um, and so... <laughs> And, and is, this, it, is it the hair, the blonde hair? Yeah. Is it? And so this, this means, you know, in Saudi Arabia, the crown prince is hosting Kuwait, Bahrain, Qatar, not so much, but the Emirates, Dubai and Abu Dhabi and the rest. And guess what? They're going to come out with a resolution saying we would really, really appreciate a regime change in Tehran. And then and, and this is sort of the, the big takeaway that, that no one's picking up yet is they're going to offer to pay for it. They're going to offer to fund an American regime change in Tehran. That's how up they've had it up to here with Tehran, and this is Plan A: is pay for us to do it. Is there a is, is there a going price for regime change? There, I mean, is there a tag on that? Pl- plan B is to buy nukes from Pakistan with missiles and everything. They have Plan B in place. This is a really weird thing. No, we we didn't do it. George H. W. Bush didn't do it. But in the first Gulf War, the Kuwaitis and Saudis offered to pay every American soldier a thousand bucks extra over what we were being paid. George Bush said, you know, we're, we're not mercenaries, not taking it. Well, the British took it. The Brits took the. It was 500 from Kuwait, 500 from Saudi Arabia. The Brits took it. We didn't. And I mean, I can tell you, we were kind of pissed. We're like, yeah, <laughs> an extra thousand tax free, you know, but, but so the Saudis, they, they do have this sort of arrogant attitude that they can, they, they can cry fire and we respond with the fire trucks. And when they offer to pay for it, we say, no, no, we got this. And so they're they're thinking that, you know, speaking Trump's language, if he knows right up front that we're not going to go deeply in debt by removing the regime in Tehran, which I don't know how you do it with 1,500 guys. You, you don't. But that they would offer to pay for it. <clears throat> do we have uh, the Abraham Lincoln in the Persian Gulf yet? It's still steaming yeah. over there. No, it's, 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 it's in. It's circling around. And the U.S. is Kearsarge. Which those gents would know about. It's a it's a LHD. It's a helicopter uh, uh, assault ship with a Marine Expeditionary Force aboard. Uh, it's there. So effectively, we have two aircraft carriers in the Gulf. Have right you ever now. thought of becoming Secretary of State? No. Oh. Um, but I'll tell you though, with with, uh, with Memorial Day weekend, uh, many many of us in national security, uh, you know, open source. Uh, we, we have a boogeyman that might rear his ugly head this weekend because it's, it's, this is perfect, and it's North Korea. Oh. Do we have to do a break? We can do a break. No, yeah, let's do that because I want to come back and talk about what you think is going to happen yes. with North Korea. Oh, uh, the, the, speaking button, of which, I, wanted, uh, I, want North Korea, I want North Korea to become one of our uh, correspondents when it comes to covering the 2020 election because I want to see a breakdown. The North Koreans break down all 24 Democratic candidates. Did you see what they said about Biden? Yes. I did not. Yeah. They said that he was just basically he's an old buffoon. Oh, I did read that early, a couple yeah. days yeah. ago. Yeah, anyway. I think he got that. I think they got that from Trump, though. That's fine. I mean, that that like, would still make it entertaining. Yeah. All right, Gary and Shannon, we're uh, Brian Suits, host of Dark Secret Places, joined us. We're live today at our latest news and brews at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. A lot of stuff going on in the shop today, so we'll talk about this when uh, when we come back. When are we going to have that beer? 
I think at the top of the hour, we're going to at least taste it. Okay. You don't have to slam it. Just taste it. Okay. <laughs> Grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey. Gary and Shannon, we are here at Bravery Brewing. We've got veterans here. We've got active military. We've got bikers. We've got dogs. No babies yet. Well, still haven't, haven't had a baby. We'll in see here. how this ends up. Well, that's Watson, yeah. Watson the Bassett. He's a He's a habitué. He's a regular. Somebody's got to bring me a baby. We have at least one baby at all of these events. (laughs) That sounds weird, huh? We also have... We also have uh, Homes for Families here, helping vets into affordable home ownership. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Bombshell Betty's is here. Uh, they make calendars on- to support vets. You'll see them walking around. Did you see Annalisa's baby? I did. Isn't it? She was she, the, she's beautiful. She was the woman that came to, uh, to our News one. and Brews at Wolf Creek down in Valencia. Right. And was about uh, six days past her due date, it seems. And then a few days later, out comes the baby, thanks baby to thanks to News and Brews. Well, we're talking to Brian Suits here, host of Dark Secret Place. Yay! I gave everybody a ten. So the uh, <laughs> thirty bucks. The, the story of uh, the story of North Korea and Joe Biden. This was it. Is that the Joe Biden called Kim Jong Un a tyrant during some recent campaign speech? And I don't know what he's basing that on. Right. <laughs> but North Korea came back out with, of course, their official uh, news agency, and they said that Joe Biden was a fool of low IQ. <laughs> And an imbecile bereft of elementary quality as a human being. I love that's poetic. North, I, it is North Korea and, and their descriptions of people and and relationships. It really is poetic. I mean, you can tell that they probably don't spend their time on social media scrolling. Right. You know, they still know how to write and, it, and come up with original language. Just to add frosting to the whole thing, the whole quote is. What he uttered is just sophism of an imbecile bereft of elementary quality as a human being, let alone a politician. It's so good. And you know what? They used to write it in Korean and run it through a machine. They have, they have not primary, but they have, they have English speakers who are Category 3 colloquial English speakers. But their vocabulary, their thesaurus, is ten times ours. It's, it is genius. Well, remember, when, when they were referring to President Trump as a dotard, yeah. no one had heard that word before, at least not since the 1880s. Like, where, where's that word been since I was nine? Yeah, right? the North Koreans <laughs> send us to Google like nobody else. Yeah. Uh, so, Brian, you were saying something ominous before we uh, went to break there. Yeah, uh, um, today's development is that they have broken off any nuclear negotiations. They said officially, we're not talking to Trump, we're not talking to anyone. And if passed as prologue, they have a pattern, and that is when there is a shiny object in the American news, especially with a three-day weekend coming up, corresponding with some North Korean holidays, they'll do a a major launch. Um, So this might be the weekend that they they get us all to turn our heads back towards North Korea. the, The... uh, the clues are all lining up that they're they're prepping several launch areas 
and that they want to be in the headlines by tomorrow morning. I was just going to say, do you think it frustrates Kim Jong-un when he sees all the attention going to Iran and the trade war with China, yeah. and suddenly he feels irrelevant again, and it's like, yeah. well, how can I get my attention back? Yeah, and then yesterday he says, you know, two, two uh, senior citizens in government telling each other that they need an intervention and all that. So around it's, it's dawn in North Korea is around 3.30 our time. And so later on this afternoon, you might see reports from Yonhap News Agency that a launch is coming because he, he really, you know, he knows that this is a, a big weekend in the United States. Uh, he understands how this works, that, that before 5 p.m., you've got to get the headlines uh, before a three-day weekend. So that, I'm, I'm going to be watching uh, the tweeter when I get I, home. I believe that the Brian Suits Twitter feed will have it before the Yonku uh, News Agency Yon has Hap. it. Yonhap. Yonhap. Duh. Excuse me. <laughs> I've got my Korean words mixed up. <laughs> uh, where does South Korea play into all this? Are they upset that we're not paying attention to North Korea, or are they capable of handling whatever they're, happens? Right now, they're busy digging their bunkers deeper because the last three missiles that the North Koreans tested were short-range missiles specifically for South Korea. They can't reach Japan, and they, they're not going to nuke China. The, the, the South Koreans... Pardon me, the North Koreans debuted possession of a missile that has not been seen out of Russia. It, it's a Russian missile, and, and it came two weeks after Kim met with Putin in Vladivostok, and they tested three of them. And note, I was pointing west to yes, Vladivostok. Right. Um, and uh, they tested three of them in a one-week period. Th- these are not San Pedro. These are not anti-handle missiles. You know, these aren't uh, the L.A. missiles. These are South Korean missiles. These, in fact, the range is so short, they can't, they can't get to the tip of South Korea. These, these missiles were directly aimed at South Korea. So the South Koreans are freaking out. They really, they really hope <clears throat> that there's going to be a nuclear negotiation. But point in fact, these missiles wouldn't be part of it. Because North Korea still gets to arm for, you know, the great invasion and you will die a peasant's death and all that crap. What is that? You tell, will die a peasant's death. Tell me more. Uh, it's, I mean, we're nuclear negotiating with them because they have ICBMs that can reach Omaha uh, or, or D.C. You know, if the North Koreans said, all right, we'll just keep our nukes short range, the South Koreans are afraid that Trump would say, deal, best deal ever, it's the greatest deal ever, uh, nuke South Korea, they're not paying rent on our army anyway, and those Hyundais rattle when they go down the road, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Well, I, I am curious to see what happens with uh, the rest of North Korea in terms of um, these missiles that you're talking about. And we're certain that they're Russian missiles, not missiles designed to look like Russian missiles. I mean, it wasn't a North Korean product modeled after a well, Russian. Well, and, and technically, uh, it, it, by international treaty, Putin can export this missile. It's just that if he exports them to Belgium, no harm done. He exported this missile to one of the most, you, you know, to, to a... In, a very stable but possibly crazy nuclear power. So that's the problem. Like I say, if he exported them to Canada, not, not a problem. But they suddenly appear in North Korea. Uh, separate reality from movie life for me. Do we have any Americans in North Korea? Uh, probably. We have a lot of sources in North Korea, but they're found out pretty quickly. It's really hard to put cutouts or anyone there. You know, and they they assume every American optometrist who goes there for free, you know, LASIK or whatever, and, and gives that away to the North Korean people. They assume everyone's a spy. So in, in a way, it's kind of easy to plant people in there. You just go in there as a spy. You just go in there and say, oh, yeah, I'm a chiropractor, but, but I'm actually in, a spy. But if you went in there as a missionary, they would automatically assume you were a spy. Yeah, and don't don't steal a poster. Right. They, they, will, they will learn that. kick the crap out of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's um, uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard. And also, they can tell an American-born Korean a mile away. He's, he's 5'11". 
He's well fed. <laughs> He's, yeah. you, know, you can't starve an American to look like a North Korean. He it's doesn't really, have really worms. Hard. Yeah. You have tried KFIPA. Yeah. Give us your re- review. I'm I'm an IPA fan. I love I love the, uh, the 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 rich red coloring and it's uh, it's a good sharp IPA, and it tastes it tastes fresh and delicious. And uh, yeah, the minister, <laughs> minister of information, the brewmaster, Herr Führer brewmaster, is staring at me. But no, it really is good. And when it's gone, it's gone. There's only a couple of kegs. When That's it's gone, it. it's gone. I, I mean, I, if he sold it, I'd buy it. But he ain't going to sell it anymore. So it's a one-time. It's the Icarus of beers. No. And this weekend, on Dark Secret Place tomorrow night, I'm going to be featuring the stories of a lot of Southern California veterans, uh, of heroes like uh, George Patton. From San Marino, California. One of the great things that we do uh, is hear from you on Memorial Day as well, from your ancestors, your grandfather, etc., that, that uh, were in the military. And on Memorial Day, Monday, for example, because you're working, right? Yeah. Okay, so am I. Yeah, so we, I'm going to... Because we so love will America. You, will you come on with us on Monday? Uh, well, yeah, I'm John Ken on Monday. Oh, oh you okay. are? <clears throat> yeah, I'm filling in for John Ken. This weekend, I'm going to talk about something that's really, really hard to talk about. My commanding officer in Bosnia... Total mentor, great guy. He's the one who twisted my arm to go to officer candidate school. Uh, a, a great tank officer. Um, he committed suicide about a three weeks, about a month ago, and and it. it uh, so I'll talk about that um, a little bit more tomorrow. His his. I didn't when it happened. His wife and I had a talk, and she just said, "Hey, out of respect." You know, keep quiet about it. But it really, really, really was a, a very, very influential guy for me. Total mentor. Uh, taught me how to be a really good NCO. But then when I got commissioned, I had the lobotomy. He taught me how to be a good junior officer <laughs> and a really, really uh, good guy. But he committed suicide up in Portland about a month ago. I'm All right. So sorry. Uh, Brian Suits, host of Dark Secret Place on Saturdays on KFI. And then, of course, Super Hyper Local Sunday on Sundays. Right here on KFI. Thanks for coming up. Your show of record. <laughs> uh, the news and brews continues. We are at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. Come on out. We'll be here until 2. There's a bunch of stuff going on, including uh, the launch of KFIPA, the brew that, uh, that, that we brewed about a month ago or so. It got everything cooking and ready to go. It's now finally on tap, so you can come and take a taste. Coming up next, things just got worse for USC. We'll tell you all about USC and another bad doctor right here on Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon, we are live at Bravery Brewing here in Lancaster. Bart Avery just came over and let us know there's a new addition to the to the wall here. Oh, that's right. So they have a wall of honor here. If, you, uh, if you've been to Bravery Brewing, there's a couple of giant walls in the uh, tasting room here. Uh, dominated over here on the, uh, I guess that'd be the south wall, of giant American flag, and pictures of men and women who have served. And my my grandfather's over there in the corner. There's a bunch of people who are up on that wall who are here. Brian Suits has a picture over there. The latest addition, Tim Conway. Of course, Tim Conway enlisted in the Army. who served between 1956 to 1958, saying goodbye to Tim Conway last week at the age of 85. Uh, okay, a couple of big stories that we're following today that we're going to keep an eye on include the, uh, the resignation now of Theresa May, the British Prime Minister. June 7th is going to be her last day, which comes just a couple of days after President Trump is scheduled to go to Great Britain 
to uh, to hang out with her. I think it's his first official trip over there. It's been postponed a couple of times. One of the names that's been uh, mentioned in terms of people who would uh, who would replace her potentially is Boris Johnson, which would mean that our president doesn't have the funniest hair in the international community. It would clearly be Boris Johnson. Also, a, an explosion on a street in France, Lyon, France. They said there was a parcel bomb with some nuts and bolts in a very highly trafficked uh, pedestrian area. We don't know exactly. Anybody's claimed responsibility for it, but they are investigating to see if it was, in fact, terrorism. One of USC's black eyes recently has been Dr. George Tyndall. We've told you about Dr. Tyndall before. He was the campus gynecologist there, and reports came out that he was abusing hundreds of women during these exams, many of them being foreign students. Well, it looks like USC knew he was doing this and still did not fire him years ago. The university got a heads up that this guy was a bad doctor. There were decades of complaints about this guy. So they finally decided to hire a team of medical experts to evaluate him. Could you imagine that? You're USC. You're in charge of USC. And it comes to your attention that there have been years of complaints about this campus gynecologist. And so you go, huh. That's weird. You know, let's hire a team of people to take a look at this guy. So these medical experts do an investigation. They come back with this review of Dr. Tyndall. There was evidence that he was preying on vulnerable Asian students who probably had never been to a gynecologist, or if they had, it was a you know perfunctory exam, and they, this guy was going way too far with all this stuff. They probably thought this is how it's done in America. But here's the key. Not only was he probably abusing patients, preying on these vulnerable students, they also, this is, this is a group of medical experts, they say that this guy had signs of being a psychopath, okay? So the medical board, or the, sorry, these medical experts come back to the school and they say, your doctor is probably abusing the most vulnerable students you have, and he may be a psychopath. So you would think at this point that'd be enough to fire him, right? Did USC fire him? Absolutely not. Did they notify the state medical board? Nope. Absolutely not, because they are in a cover-your-bottom lane. That's all they do. They've got to protect that money. They've got to protect all those donations. So instead of letting this thing get out by firing this guy, by, by in effect, crucifying him in the media and, I guess, distancing themselves from him, what they did was they arranged for a secret deal with Dr. Tyndall. That allowed him to leave his post at USC with a huge financial payout and no black marks on his uh, on his personal record. Now, I don't know what USC did to piss off the L.A. Times, but somebody did because the L.A. Times has made this their mission, and they've done great reporting on this. They're the ones that went to the courts and tried to get access to all of these documents and comb through all of these records, and they were successful in doing so. Uh, the judge saying that in his ruling that the public had an interest in all pertinent information about George Tyndall and the university's response. They knew about this guy officially from that team of experts in 2016. It took, what, two years or yeah. so to, to officially fire him? Yeah, and not only that, it's that it's that the university came out and, yes, they apologized for it. But it's one thing to say, hey, we didn't realize that this was going on. Right. We didn't know, and when we found out, we immediately canned the guy. What they said is, we apologized the way the students were, uh, the, the students were handled, I guess, but didn't take ownership over the fact 
that they covered up the guy's practices. They covered up the fact that they were told this guy was a psychopath. They let this guy get out from under any punishment that he had potentially coming to him. Another baby. A couple I'm, more I'm babies. There's one now. in there, too. Oh, there's a brand new baby, baby too. Baby in a bucket. Baby in a basket. Okay, so um, here's my problem. Well, I got a lot of problems with USC. But shouldn't it be enough that, like, I don't know, two women complain about a doctor? Like, isn't that when you bring in the team of experts or whatever to evaluate the guy? Or someone, two, yes. Two complaints, three, four not decades worth of complaints and they still do nothing and then they decide to bring in a team to see if this guy's crooked or not and it just doesn't make any sense and and why bring in a team and pay them to evaluate this guy why not just get rid of him i don't know why they it just makes no sense you know if they got rid of him after two complaints or four complaints or five what was that what would that be 1979 yeah uh it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. This is also, of course, the um, the judge is deciding whether or not to approve this $215 million settlement with some of the former patients. So that's where these documents come from. But th- this is a, yes, the LA Times has succeeded in doing this, but doesn't it raise the question in your mind, how many more secret reports are there that the, that USC does not want out? Oh, yeah. And that's, this is just this one case. This is not the the male doctor who is going after young male students. Uh, this is not the um, this is not Doctor Carmen Pugliafito uh, and his hot rails with the uh, with the strippers in a hotel in Pasadena. All of those have potential secret reports as well that the administration at USC has been sitting on for some time, allegedly. And, and, and leave it to the L.A. Times to dig into that trove, uh, and they will. So to make this a personal story, yes. not that I have ever seen Dr. Tendall or been to a gynecologist. You've never been to a gynecologist? Not one time. Huh. My wife refers to them as the scoot-down doctor. Yeah. Do you get it? <laughs> yeah, I don't I get, get it, it but I, get I guess it. Okay. Um, my my daughter had said that you, uh, USC was on her list of potential schools to apply to. And did you go over to that list and cross it off? Well... I wanted to be her decision, but I felt like she did not have all the information that she needed when she made the decision. You, USC is just a—I mean, it's still a, a prominent, high-profile, um, big school that's going to garner a lot of attention from high school students of Southern California and around the nation. A, that's really expensive, too. I mean, she'll get all sorts of scholarships, but good lord, uh, you're going to be—you're going to have no shoes. No, no. Here's the thing. It's, it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. It's not going to happen. It's just on the list. It's on the list. I mean, it's one thing to say that she wants to apply to it so that she could tell people, hey, I also got accepted to USC and Harvard and Yale and Brown, whatever. I see. But, but I, it's never going to happen. And I'm going Are to, you just saying that out loud to yes, make it true? I'm making, saying, my, I'm come, saying it to myself. What if so she that, comes to you and she says, I've whittled it down. SC is where I want to go. That's my dream, Dad. Okay, well, at this point, the criteria that it's she has dream, for which school she wants to go to, yeah. USC meets almost none of them. So I, it's but, at this maybe point. Maybe she changes her mind and she, and she, she decides that's where she wants to go and her whole heart's in it. What do you do? I'm, I don't know. Okay. I let you pay for it at that point. I let you talk her out of it. How's that? <laughs> I will. I will come over. Um, we'll do a sit-down and talk about hot rails. I think it's just the prominence that of so many other students <laughs> that are talking in, about it. There's a time in a girl's life where she needs to learn about hot rails and, <laughs> and, and not doing them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we are live today at Lancaster, out in Lancaster at Bravery Brewing. We'd love it if you'd come on out. We're going to be here until 2 o'clock today. Oh, coming up next, can we try this KFIPA? Yes.
Oh, because we can do it when we're celebrating Gavin Newsom and his government ship. We will toast the government ship. Have you had any yet? No. Okay, we're going to toast uh, Governor Newsom and his uh, bazillion-dollar inauguration. Uh, we have a bunch of people out here as well to celebrate and help kick off uh, Memorial Weekend for us. <laughs> Bombshell Bettys are here. They make calendars to support vets. Chop Shop is here giving free haircuts to vets. Is that the pilot? Oh, my gosh. Is that... <laughs> There are probably many pilots in here. That's true. Uh, Homes for Families is here helping vets into affordable home ownership, and we'll talk with some people about some of the uh, activities and uh, the events that they have going on. So, All right. Yep. We'll be back in just a moment. Gary and Shannon live today at our latest news and brews. Speaking of Adam Levine, did you hear the news? Yeah. Adam Levine's done with the voice. I get my Adam Levine news feed every day, and that was the first thing on there. It's trending number one in Los Angeles. We uh, if Don't forget, if you win that $1,000, they will contact you by phone, so you got to answer the phone, uh, even if it is from a number that you do not recognize. If you don't win this hour, there's another chance next hour and the hour after that, all the way through the John and Ken show, all the way through the first hour of the Conway show, we give away $1,000 an hour right here on KFI. Well, well we... your first blush. Give me your first okay. blush, though. All right. Here KFI, we we're live, by the way, our news and brews at uh, Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. And we, uh, for the first time ever, someone made a beer for us. Uh, KFIPA so is sweet. on tap here at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. Uh, a little bit later, we're going to be talking with Brian Avery, who helped us brew this. Actually, he brewed it. We helped him. Mm-hmm. He just told us what to do. He was the genius behind the whole thing. But it's a red IPA brewed to 6.4% ABV. Uh, what do you think? Okay. Uh, the color, the by hatch. the way, color is unbelievable. Yes, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful it's color. beautiful. All right. But down the hatch. Ooh. Yeah. Nice hops on that, baby. Right. 38 IBU, if you know what that means. You're damn right it is. I don't know what that means. International bitterness units. So how far does it go up to? Uh, you can go over 100, but by then you're just burning your, your uh, taste buds off. Mm. So 38 IBU, but then it's got a good malty flavor it underneath does. it as well. I know. It's a nice malty flavor Beautiful. underneath. It's a With just a sousson. Don't uh, say that word. Oh. <laughs> but, but we use it to cheers uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of the state of California. Yeah, Gavin Newsom's inauguration was pretty flashy. It was about $5.4 million to fund this. They say it was the biggest and most star-studded inauguration for a California governor in two decades. He even outdid Arnold. Yeah. Did have a bunch of people fallen on their heads in Sacramento? I don't know. Like, what a complete lack of perspective to spend $5.4 million on a party celebrating you. If you were, if you had the, um, if you had the priorities of the state in mind, wouldn't you be embarrassed? Oh, to, wildly! That's the- I'd be embarrassed spending five thousand dollars. Like I'd just say, hey, let's just not make a big deal out of this whole thing. Let's just do a you fun little... Like, I'm governor now. Let's put up a couple of pop-ups on the south lawn of the Capitol building, Bring in a and f- then a couple food trucks. Yeah. And you then, know, and call, and call it, it a day. Maybe, maybe a generator to power the PA, but that's it. But we could just run power from the basement of the Capitol building anyway. But it was all about uh, knob slobbering, really, is what it was all about. It's wow. all about don't uh, bringing in the donors, having the party, finding out who's going to give you money, which special interest groups are going to help you. That's what it's really all about. That's cool. why they spend the money so that people go and they feel special and then they're, they're, they're willing to give money. You know, it's really dirty. 
Yeah, you you put a bad picture in my head. Five point four million, the biggest, most star-studded inauguration, paid for by people or groups like the Kaiser Foundation Health Plan, Blue Shield of California, the Federated Indians of Graton Rancheria, Pachanga Band of Luceno Indians, the California Teachers Association, former Padres owner Jennifer Moores. They each contributed, each of those names that I mentioned, each contributed over $200,000 or at least $200,000. So they all want something, right? You've got, of course, the teachers union, which wants something, wants better uh, wages for the teachers. You've got health care, of course. They want kickbacks. I'm, listen, they say, you mentioned that this was bigger than Schwarzenegger's. They said this was the biggest since Gray Davis took office back in 1999. What kind of party did Gray Davis throw? Gray Davis, if he went into a party, the party ended right then. Yeah. Like the the moment his first foot crosses the the threshold, party over. Yeah, the the record record scratches and everybody wants to go home immediately. Like everybody feels they're not... Not sick like they're going to throw up, but just nauseous. Like, what is that? What is, I feel what is that? something hit me like it's food poisoning yes. or something like that. And it just, No, it's just Gray Davis. The, uh, the records show that um, after, the, uh, after the inauguration, Governor Newsom hosted a concert and a fundraiser at Golden One Center in Sacramento during the inauguration events to raise money for the uh, wildfires. And that, of course, you went and included Pitbull. Common was there as well. You no. didn't. You didn't go. No. Uh, Coolio, Kenny G, Lionel Richie, they were all there as well. They said that they raised about four and a half million dollars for uh, six million to the California Fire Foundation, but a lot of it went to help fire victims, and they are expecting to begin doling out the grants from that pool of money sometime next month. I saw Kenny G at a sushi restaurant a handful of years ago. I'm bigger than him. I'm. I'm like two of him. Really? He's real tiny. Even with all his hair and everything? Uh-huh. Oof. Yeah. That's too bad. That's all right. too bad. We are, uh, we are live today kicking off Memorial Weekend at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster for our latest news and brews. When we come back, uh, what's wrong with the DMV? I, I have a plan, by the way. I know how to fix oh, it. Oh, you do? I, I do. I, nobody asked Why me, but I have a plan. Why do they never call you? I don't know. You have all the answers. Uh, Gary and Shannon will continue in just a moment. Oh, by the way, go to, go to our social media, at uh, Gary and Shannon. There's a gentleman here who has done what you'd only see at a baseball stadium. Oh, my gosh. He's holding a baby and two beers. Big ups to Brandon yes. and not multitasking. <laughs> so come on out to Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. We'll see you here. We'll be here until 2 o'clock. I got to say, I'm not a beer person. I like this beer. You're a fan of that I'm one. I'm a big fan of this Maybe one. Maybe i get you a little to-go cup or something. Uh, that's a good idea. <laughs> Gary and Shannon. Na, 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 come on. Shannon, live today at uh, Bravery Brewing in Lancaster for our latest news and brews. Some stories we're keeping an eye on. A small explosion in Lyon, France, injured a seven. The French president calling it an attack. Also, remember that disaster relief bill we told you about that the president and the Democrats kind of came together on? And uh, Yeah, they looked like there was progress. Well, one... Republican representative in the House has held it up because he was upset that it didn't have the border wall money in it. So now that bill probably won't get passed until June because they go on recess. 
Yeah. Uh, the other thing is uh, the videos that you've seen of Nancy Pelosi are probably not real. Just so everybody keeps an eye out for the ones that make it look like she's slurring her words and she's drunk. Uh, the Washington Post put out a great big article today to explain she's not drunk. It's just a denture issue, and they slowed the video down. So, uh, For those of you who are in the house today at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster, we have a, we have a first. This is something that we've never seen before at a News & Brews. The host of the KFI Morning Show, Bill Handel, is actually at a News & Brews for the very first time. Bill Handel is here. Why don't you come on up here, Bill? Can you hear me? I don't think so. Can you bring Handel up John, here, John? Tell tell Bill to come up yeah. here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So he's going to come over, but he's he's wasting time, yeah. probably. Come on. Come here. Let's go. Yeah. Come on. What? You, you're done with radio after what? Only four hours today? Entice him with a Diet Coke. He'll probably run over oh. here. Oh. Yeah. Well, I've already drank out of it. Does it matter? Yeah. That really matters to him. Okay. Here, I've got a Diet Coke. Yummy. <laughs> Would you like it? <laughs> here. No, I haven't, but thank you. Put that on. I ladies, can't, I ladies can't believe and gentlemen, you're here. Uh, Bill Handel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bart. Bart, make sure you give him a wristband so that he could drink all he wants. I have my Diet Coke. I know, but <laughs> he, gave, he gave you a wristband First as well. First of all, I had no idea this place was going to be this, this crowded. That's you, for starters. That's because you underestimated I do. I always underestimate you. <laughs> and Neil, Neil convinced me to come here. Right. Because he said there would be food. Yeah. Bastard. They don't serve food here. What no, are you talking we about? got food trucks. Food outside. Yeah, yeah, but you have to pay for it. Ah, you know, that's we'll, we'll, the problem. We'll buy you lunch. How okay, about that? No, wait <laughs> We're going to go to Applebee's down the road. No. So this is, this is great. <laughs> I had uh, I had no idea. Wow. A lot of people. I didn't think, um, you know, there's places, and it's just lovely. You know, the roof line is spectacular. These, yep. these sculptures, by the way, of these airplanes yeah, those are, are great. incredible. Yeah, uh, you got a what? B is that a B fifty two? No, B seventeen. Yes. Do I have that right? In an SR seventy one? Yeah, you're right. Wow! Yeah. Look at Nailed your military well, I, plane yeah, knowledge. Yeah, it's because uh, Brian Seuss just told me. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it's really cool that you came out. Oh yeah, it's lovely. It we is. appreciate your support, even oh. though you were like Captain Phillips in yeah. Neil's car. Uh, yeah, that's true. So someone just came up and uh, someone listened to the show. And said, oh one my person God. here listens yeah, to your one, show? No, one person. And came up and said, wow, you know, there are some nice people here in the Antelope Valley. And I said, yeah, I just haven't met any yet. And right. John Thomas, who is also here, by I the know. way. John Thomas is here. Neil Saavedra is here. Uh, and we came up to uh, just check everybody out. It's kind of neat. Very impressive. A lot, a, of mil- crowd. a lot of military folks. Did you taste any of the KFIPA yet? I have not. You could get a little, get, you can ask for a little taster like is that. Is that don't, it? That, that's hers. I don't care. Okay. That's it because it's yeah. alcohol. It'll kill whatever canker sores that I That is true. Whatever herp you had. <laughs> I'm not a beer drinker. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, there's a flavor there. I, I there's taste a it. flavor yeah. there. Through, through the alcohol. When is the last time you had a sip of alcohol? Oh, uh,. New Year's Eve. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just wondering if this is like a slippery slope no, 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 and you're no, going to be doing blow by no, four. No, no, no. It's not like I'm an alcoholic or anything or a teetotaler. <laughs> uh, 
It's you know where you know what it's about is you know when you're a kid yeah. and uh, alcohol tastes like medicine. Right. Uh, you never, never got that out I've of your. I've never gotten yeah. past that. That's good. Yeah. For example, people who drink uh, bourbon whiskey. Yeah. Man, that's an acquired yeah. taste. You have to go through that. They have a couple of bourbon barrel aged yeah, we'll be uh, beers that. and some I'll be tequila sticking. barrel aged beers and stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll be sticking with the Diet Coke. That's All okay. Right. A lot of beers. So they brew here. Yes. Yeah, the the facility that they brew is right across the little alleyway right there. But they've got some old, uh, some smaller tanks in the back as well. The gentleman with the mohawk is the brains behind the brew. He uh, he puts all of these recipes together, oh, and makes cool. it happen. Brian, that's cool. Uh, any other uh, you know no, that's exciting it. observances I'm just, I'm just, of uh, Lancaster? I'm just enjoying this gentleman's uh, outfit here. Yeah, yes. you, I wish he, this was television. You can tell if he's circumcised. Yeah, unfortunately, oh, it's a little, yeah. a little yeah. too tight. Yeah, oh, too, a little too tight. Yeah. Now we're off the rails. Yeah, you want to take care of that pimple? Oh. Now we're off the okay, rails. we're done. We're done. We're done. Well, I gotta, I gotta say though, the biking kit with the Tiva like open sandals, yeah. is something that you would do. Yeah, it's so true. So anyway, this was, uh, you know, have a good one. This is great. A lot of fun. Didn't think uh, I was actually didn't think it was going to be this kind of nice. You and underestimated her. She can draw a crowd. No, no kidding. All right, guys, I'm going to let you do the show. Okay, right. thank I'm you. I'm going to drink my Diet Coke and go get a taco across the street. Okay. Good idea. All right. Uh, don't <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Handel. Uh, when we come back, we have a couple of stories I want to tell you about, including a... Uh, well, we don't do this at News and Brews all the time, but we're going to have a terror in the skies story coming up in a few minutes. Something crazy that happened at airports. So we are live today at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. Come on out and say hello. Grab a beer. Try out the new KFIPA, any one of the incredible beers that they have on tap here. We did tease the DMV story. Ooh, yeah, They're okay. going to be in airports. I can bottom line it. Okay. They're going to be in airports showing you if you need a real ID and how to do that and all of that. Uh, my, my solution to the DMV, sell it to Google. Just sell, sell, just sell the whole thing to Google. Let them handle it. Let them do it. Let them figure it out. They're smarter people than anybody in state government. Let's just do that. Do you think Google wants the DMV? No. 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 But maybe we require them to do it if they stay in California. Yeah. All I right. Don't know. Something like that. All right. Terror in the skies when we come back to Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon live today. Our latest news and brews is at Bravery Brewing out here in Lancaster. So for everybody who's come out, we appreciate it. We're going to be out here until 2 o'clock today. Uh, there was a very special event that we wanted to remind you of as well. Well, I would say the most special event. I would say I would even use the word magical to describe this event. That's fair. Uh, Cassical almost. Join the entire KFI cast. Even Bill Handel will be there. Uh, John and Ken, Conway, Neil Saavedra for a magical evening at a secret undisclosed mansion in the Hollywood Hills famous for magic. Yes, your charitable donation will include a gourmet dinner, cocktails, free valet parking, a live Tim Conway Jr. broadcast, and tons of magic from some of the uh, most well-known magicians and prestidigitators from around the country. Gary will be doing dances, some special dances. Again, no dancing, no interpretive magic dance. This is a huge deal. We have the whole castle. I mean, mansion. mansion. You got to say mansion when you do this. Single tickets available for $350. A couple's going for $640. And there are group discount tickets available as well. This event is extremely limited. You know it's going to sell out. It benefits the American Red Cross and its initiative to get prepared California. So for all of the details, log on to KFIAM640.com and use the keyword Red Cross. Well, the president has just given Congress another middle finger. 
he is invoking his emergency authority to sidestep Congress and complete 22 arms deals worth about $8 billion that would benefit Saudi Arabia, UAE, and other countries. Now, both Democrats and Republicans had urged the administration not to go this route, a very rare step to declare an emergency to push through arms deals. Uh, so that's just basically a big middle finger. <laughs> we'll talk more about that and some other political stuff coming up at 1230 when we do Swamp Watch, talk about D.C. But it's time for Terror in the Skies. Flight 209, you are cleared for takeoff. Roger. Get off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies on KFI. Oh, no. I've never, I've never had the pleasure of flying anywhere over Russia in any sort of airliner. I have. Okay, great. Thanks. I appreciate it. I knew you have. But I remember flying over Siberia and thinking, oh, man, I hope this thing is good to go. <laughs> thinking, no. For some reason, this is the second uh, Terror in the Skies uh, topic about Russia in the last couple in the last week I think it was. Russia is not a happy place. I told you about the story of the travel guide in St. Petersburg who said that when she start, started doing travel uh, tour group stuff for Americans that she had to learn how to smile because people don't <laughs> smile there. And she said by the end of her first the first day her face hurt like physically was in pain because she hadn't smiled. She hadn't smiled that much. Well, in this case, there was an Airbus A320 that was forced to make an emergency landing in Moscow after a. Uh, uh, a flight on Red Wings airline. There was a there was a dude who died eventually. That's I guess the happiness, the happy end of the story is that he died from a heart attack. But before he did, he started screaming at the fellow passenger, saying, "If you want to live, put up your hands." And then he he said, "We're going to die. The pilots are asleep." This is one of those guys you've got to duct tape to a seat for the remainder of the flight, right? Yes, you got to you got to sit uh, somebody big on top of him while he's uh, while he makes the rest of the he, flight. He then proceeded to grab a woman by the neck and tried to strangle her. Well, so passengers rushed to her aid. Uh, the men who showed up to try to to fight this guy off. He they start uh, he he gets he starts yelling at them saying that you're abusing me, and they eventually were able to get this guy on the head. Uh, sorry, strike him on the head with a mobile phone repeatedly. Which I don't know if that how much damage that's going to do, but I guess it did enough. The guy sort of begins to lose consciousness and then has a heart attack. He collapsed with cardiac arrest. The doctor on board restarted the man's heart with CPR. But by the time they made the uh, they made the return to the airport there in Moscow, the guy had uh, X's over his eyes. I was thinking that this may be a long flight. Maybe he's fed up with being on the airplane. Right. And he loses it a little bit. This incident took place 38 minutes after takeoff. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Russian bath salts were a factor. Doesn't this sound like a drug situation? Russian bath salts? Is you know, that running around the plane 38 minutes after takeoff saying... Uh, you know, we're all going to die. The pilots are sleeping, strangling someone. I really want to do it. Did you tell? Yeah. You, <laughs> and uh, There was a weird gleam in your eye. <laughs> like, oh, I get to strangle him for news. Um, <laughs> and so I think that this is definitely a Russian bath salts thing. Remember the bath salt story? Oh, good. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah the guy yeah. was eating the other guy's face. Right. People just lose their minds on that stuff. Well, and I guess in Russia they uh, probably have a, a better version of it as well. Uh, when the plane did go back to the terminal, all they did was pull that guy off and then take off again. I, I, in America, I don't think that would have happened. No. In America, you pull the guy off. You, you, you interview everybody who's on the plane. You change planes. You clean the whatever right, it is. It's right. going to take a while. That's well, a I mean, significant what, delay. You know, what did he leave on the plane? What did he plant on the plane? There will be all these questions, of abundance of caution questions. Uh, soon after, back in the terminal after being disembarked, the, the woman says, I've got to say that this weird man has died. What a flight this was. All of this, unfortunately, looks like it had been translated from Russian into English. So yeah. the article itself is kind of it's funny. It's a rough translation. <clears throat> All right. We have been out here at Lancaster, in Lancaster, at uh, Bravery Brewing uh, since 10 o'clock. We're going to be here until 2. And one of the big special things that's going on today, among others, of course, is all these different uh, these different groups and agencies that are helping out veterans on Memorial Day are out here represented so you can answer questions. Our friends from SolarMax are here as well. Bill if, Handel's here. Bill Handel is Neil here. Saavedra's here. If you bring a power bill, by the way, to the guys from SolarMax, six months energy usage, over 100 bucks, they're going to buy you a beer, and they're going to put it in a Gary and Shannon autographed special edition Ooh, pint glass. I've seen those. I, they don't even give them to us. No. They're that special. No. All right. We'll talk trending when we come back. Brewing. Got a packed house here, a great crowd, tons of really great people. Man, we've already got, if you're here right now, by the way, this is a good time for you to be here. We just announced uh, the, the car over here that was given away, Westside Auto Body and Paint and the Automobile Club. We have some stuff that we're giving away. We have some t-shirts, some Gary and Shannon t-shirts. We have some Gary and Shannon pint glasses. Uh, we have some uh, buttons, I think, that we're giving away and tickets to the Lancaster Jethawks game. There's a bunch of stuff. So if you're in the building now, this is the right time to be here. We'll be here until 2 o'clock this afternoon. Um, we're going to get into our normal show stuff like uh, Swamp Watch in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but this is a great time. Lunch is, can you smell that? The no. Tacos El Superior lunch truck that's out in front? I smell beer. Uh, well, that's because there's one right there. But, right. I mean, there's a lunch truck out here as well, so if you're hungry. Oh, I do smell that. That smells delicious. It is pretty good. Um, we'll do Swamp Watch at 1230. Our nine news nuggets you need to know, of course. Uh, all the great fun stories that we didn't get to earlier in this week. We'll do at 130 today. So we'll have some fun. And, of course, KFIPA is on tap. The beer, the red IPA that was brewed on our behalf is on tap out here. But it's time for uh, for us to go into what's happening. Time for what's happening. Well, we've been telling you about that explosion in Lyon, France. It happened about 5.30 p.m. local time. They say it's injured at least seven people. It was a small blast in this central shopping area where it's just for pedestrians. You can't drive through there. And they have not determined the cause exactly. The French president, Emmanuel Macron, ca- uh, characterized this as an attack. Um, but he says there are no fatalities. There are wounded. Yeah, so I guess you could say we're glad that it wasn't a, uh, a massive issue, but still definitely a problem there in France. A story out of New York that just came in, actually. Congressman Jerry Nadler has been making headlines because he's the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee had to be taken to the hospital 
he apparently fainted, uh, fainted during a news conference today in Manhattan. He was seated at a table next to Mayor Bill de Blasio, and they were talking about speed cameras. About 30 minutes um, after Jerry Nadler made some remarks, his head slumps over. Oh, no. They think he faints. May have just been dehydrated, but they pumped some water into him. They cleared the gymnasium to get people out of there, and they took him away to a hospital for observation. I'm sure it's just dehydration. Teresa May in the news because, as she said through tears, she is leaving job. Uh, her job as a prime minister. She said, I'll shortly leave the job that has been, become the honor of my life to hold. This is all because of a failure to reach a Brexit deal or a plan to move them towards a Brexit. And yeah. good old Boris is said to uh, he's, be her yeah, he's replacement. One of, one of the guys that could be her replacement in the uh, prime minister election fantasy league that we play in. Boris Johnson is a big name. Dominic Robb is a big name. Sajid Javid is a big name, who's currently the Home Secretary. And Jeremy Hunt, uh, the Foreign Secretary as well. And although he doesn't inspire enthusiasm in the Conservative Party, a lot of people are potentially looking at him. A couple days ago, we were joking with Nick that he should climb Everest next because he is a man who climbs mountains. Well... Then this news came out. Seven people have died on Everest just this week alone. Three of them died yesterday. Now, did you see the pictures of the line of people? Yeah. I mean, it looked like Half Dome before they put in the lottery system. I mean, it's just person after person after person. I'm thinking, all of these people can't be equipped to climb Mount Everest. Well, and it's not like you're waiting in line at Disneyland. I mean, you're waiting in line... At an elevation of 26,000 feet. So thankfully you're not moving around. It's not like you're getting exhausted being there. But the exposure at 26,000 feet, just standing at 26,000 feet has right. got to be tiring. You, you shouldn't have to deal with a traffic jam. Uh, they do believe that there are, the increased number of permits that have been allowed have caused these traffic jams. Many climbers reported receiving permits to get up to the mountaintop because of the good weather. The, the country of Nepal, which is responsible for issuing these permits... Uh, issued 400 permits, costing $11,000 each for the spring season. So this is just a giant moneymaker, it sounds like, for the country of Nepal. So you're not allowed to go there, Nick, anymore. Your yeah, Everest no, trip no is Everest done. No Everest trip for you. Yeah, we're too worried about you. Go back to Whitney. <laughs> uh, the 88 Days of Living in Fear. Jamie Kloss's kidnapper was finally sentenced. Uh, relatives of 13-year-old Jamie Kloss, remember she was the girl whose parents were killed in front of her and she was kidnapped and held basically under that guy's bed for a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, her family came out and said that it was an incredible ordeal that they went through. The, the 21-year-old who did this did plead guilty a couple of months ago to two counts of first-degree intentional homicide, one count of kidnapping. The relatives, like uh, an aunt, spoke in court. Uh, my sister and brother-in-law were such loving and giving and beautiful people, it was senseless. October 14th was a typical family event with nothing but happiness. And we spent the na- next 88 days living in fear, pain, and not knowing what happened to our family. Well, National Enquirer is known for the salacious. And uh, their new museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, is no different. Ever been to Pigeon Forge? Never. Dollywood's there. Oh, that's right. The, uh, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Okay. A lot to do. So National Enquirer is hoping to capitalize on that, capture some of that audience. And they have opened a museum of, based on the biggest tabloid stories that you and I can remember, including an exhibit on uh, Michael Jackson. And Princess Di. One exhibit 
of Michael Jackson has him sleeping in his hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's complete with, uh, uh, what do they call it when, the, when you have the things that move? The animatronic. animatronic. Yeah. yeah. I just got a flashback to Chuck E. Cheese, and I was totally <laughs> traumatized. Um, but he'll look at you. Like, as you're walking by the Michael Jackson exhibit with him sleeping with his propofol, <laughs> he will l- turn and look at you. Ugh. I know. I don't want that. So the, they're getting called out for being bad taste. But it, Well, yeah, the, the idea that you would be able to walk through a 3D presentation of the death scene of Princess Diana. I mean, she didn't die at the car accident, but the fact that she died in the car accident is a that's a you know what's crazy is when we were just talking about uh, Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. I was thinking it sounded like Branson, Missouri, where we tried to get Nick to hold his wedding at the uh, Titanic Museum. Yeah, the second National Enquirer Museum is opening in Branson, Missouri. Now that makes more sense. Crazy, right? So is that back on the table maybe for a venue? <laughs> yeah, the Titanic wedding package is incredible. You what you get for your money is you get to take your wedding party up to fifty people on a tour of the Titanic Museum right after the nuptials, right after the ceremony. Because nothing says love and romance like sunken people. Or clinging on to the, uh, was it a door that she was on, that Rose was on? Yes. Okay. Because she wouldn't share it, and that's why Leo DiCaprio died. <sighs> she it's was really mean. what it came down to, mean I Mean and selfish is what she was. All right. We are live today for our latest news and brews at uh, Bravery Brewing out here in Lancaster. Uh, in a few minutes, we're going to introduce you to a guy who is, um, who is helping homeless vets find places to live. Uh, Jason Hurst is going to join us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about uh, ways that you might be able to help out, especially if you've got rental properties, et cetera, uh, and explain what it is that Jason does to help some of these people find some uh, su- su- some sustainable long-term housing. And Swamp Watch is packed today, is Ooh, it's it not? Full. I mean, it is full. It is as full as this room. All right. Gary and Shannon will continue. Also, your chance at $1,000 coming up next. Today I don't feel like doing anything. I just want to lay in my bed. Don't feel like And as a reminder, if you win that $1,000, they'll contact you by phone. So make sure you pick up the phone. Even if it is from a number that you do not recognize. There's another chance an hour from now and an hour after that, all the way through the first hour of the Conway Show, we give away 1000 bucks an hour here on KFI. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we're going to be talking to the brains behind the brews, Brian Avery, the brewmaster here at Bravery Brewing. Oh, hi. Hi, puppy. Uh, and also movies. The Aladdin, the new Aladdin's coming out. Oh, that's right. I heard the new A Whole New World with Zane. And? Mm, Not the I, same. See, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> Okay. I like the original. I mean, it's still a good song. Let's be let's be real. Uh, one of the reasons we wanted to come out to Bravery Brewing in Lancaster this year uh, once again is just like last year, we helped kick off uh, Memorial Weekend uh, to honor vets, to honor people who have served, who will serve, who are serving, etc. Uh, and one of the guys that's helping us do that this year is Jason Hurst. Um, first of all, explain what the organization is that you work with, what you do uh, for, for veterans. Well, thanks, Gary and Shannon. Appreciate it. Yeah, what we're doing is very unique is that we have supply and demand issue. We have too much demand for veterans need housing, but I don't have some supply. One-bedroom units in L.A., Lancaster, Palmdale. So what I'm doing is finding owners that have those. If anybody on the radio has a one-bedroom unit, call Gary or Shannon. Right. And uh, basically, I need to put veterans in there. I have too much. You know, it's unfortunate. I wish I had no veterans, right? That would be best. But 
uh, they they get paid from the housing office, guaranteed rent, and also maybe get a little bit higher than market rents. VA case managers do a great job. So I'm looking for owners, and it's, it's you know this is a way you help you help yourself make a good return on your investment, but also help a homeless veteran, which and is good. You mentioned that they do get some assistance right away, but I would imagine that's definitely not enough to cover what you would expect to get a nice place, especially not somewhere down in the valley. Out here, you might be able to get a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. And what they're doing is the veterans are coming. Lancaster is such a hot spot. When there's a unit here, I get like five, ten veterans coming at me with them because they want to live in a nice two-bedroom house. You get that here or you get a small little apartment in L.A., right? Right. So L.A., Lancaster looks really good. I was just talking to a lady who came up and said that, you know, there was a, such a large contingent of the San Fernando Valley that has migrated up here. And because you can get more for your money, it's almost like real America. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> you know, right. I mean, you, you, like you said, it goes a lot further here. Yeah, it goes because you only have a certain amount you're allowed allocated as your voucher. So when you come to Lancaster or secondary cities, you know, San Bernardino as well, you get a lot more for your buck. Yeah. Which is really, and this is, Terry is one of our veterans that is in one of our units in Lancaster here, and with Gilbert, and uh, they got two-bedroom apartments. You know, it's nice. We'll talk with Terry here in just a second, but but more questions for Jason. Yes. Uh, just specifically, can people help out? I mean, is there a way for, or, or are you just looking specifically for for landlords who are open to, to renting the vets? Yeah, we deal with other property managers, owners directly, and you've got to make it, like my list says, you've got to get the benefit to the owners, and then it trickles downhill. Right. So if you put them, instead of wasting money in building all these shelters, waste place money for the owners, and then you take people off the street with proper case management. And that's what we're doing. We're looking at finding owners. You'd be surprised how many owners don't want to rent to veterans. Like, they don't want to deal with the housing office or anything. And that's what I do. I take and take all the paperwork, make it simple. So you as the owner, you just get money. Bottom line, money comes to you. We do all the finagling and tangling. All the paperwork. All the headaches. <laughs> the headaches, right. Do you go that's through a great. process of screening veterans? Or, I mean, how do you, how do you get that, that end of the clientele? I built, we have case managers are our friends. I've got a lot of relationships with case managers. In fact, there's a few that say, you know, thank you for your help. And we just kind of build that up and, and then also interview the case manager who knows the veteran. And now the VA, they provide care service. They took a person, PTSD, or off the street, use alcoholism, they, they help them recover. Housing's just part of it. It's part of the, the recovering cycle. So we, help, we deal with the, the case manager as our friends, the VA, and God bless them. So how do people find out some more information about your specific organization or about how they can help out? They just send me an email or jason at worldisg.com, and I basically give them more information, or they can look on the KFI website. Maybe you'll put a link up there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, sure. How did you get into this? <laughs> well, I lived overseas for 20 years in Japan, and I have rental properties myself. So when, And I started helping clients in Japan buy properties here, and we're going for high cash flow in secondary markets. So in that, you have a lot of problems with tenancy, that, you know, tenancy risk. And so I, I first I started Section 8, but then I learned about veteran program, and I just dug into it and figured, hey, we can, you know, you can help the investor make a good return. And I also could put veterans to help a homeless, and I'm a vet, so wonderful. So that's how I got it. I did it for myself as a, as a test case. I'm the guinea pig, yeah. of course. And then I say, I want to do it for other owners. That's great. Well, uh, turn your mic off real quick and, and head that headset over to Terry, and we'll ask Terry about his uh, his process here. Okay, here's um, we'll make sure, again, we get some information. You can 
You can email Jason at jhurst at eglproperties.com. We'll make sure that we have information up on our website. Terry? Yes, sir. Jason helped you find a place. Well, yeah. I, I actually got to the place through uh, the Veterans Bash. Yeah. Uh, Veterans Assisted uh, Safe Housing Act. And uh, in, I met Jason a little later, and we've been working you know, together, try to keep our units all organized and everything, and we're, I'm totally behind this Vets for Vets thing, because I spent 16 years on the street. Yeah. I had some dis- disability rating, but a thousand bucks a month, yeah. That's not enough. No, first month, last month in security, and yeah. you got a dog. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I found the place I have, and I've been working with Jason and uh, Paul Monica from uh, Veterans Administration. What was that difference like coming, uh, coming inside from the streets? You have no idea how good it is to have four walls and roofs when the wind is blowing and the rain's coming down. So those are things you take for granted. We all do, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for your work. Thank you for your service, both of, both of you. We appreciate it. Uh, and you. we'll make sure we put information on our website. Maybe you get some traffic and we'll uh, get Thanks. some people into place for you, all right? Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Terry. Thanks, we appreciate all right. it. Thank all right. you. We come back. Swamp, Swamp Watch. Watch. We're live today. Our latest news and brews at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. We'll be out here until 2 o'clock. Come on out and say hi. Have a beer. Pour one of those new KF IPAs down your gullet. It's going to do good for you. Amy King. And has it's a healthy. Sorry. Amy King has a leave. You stole the virtues of beer. Go ahead. Amy, what's up? To my stereo. class heroes, baby. If I was just another dusty record on the shelf, would you blow me off and play me like everybody else? If I asked you to scratch my back, Here could you manage that? Like we are live today at Bravery Brewing out in Lancaster. Help kick off Memorial Weekend. A lot of stuff going on out here, so you can still have a chance to come on out. We'll be here for about another 90 minutes until about 2 o'clock this afternoon. One of the things that we uh, wanted to make sure that you got a chance to take part in is our KF IPA. It's a red IPA. That, uh, that Brian Avery helped us brew. He's the uh, brew master here at Avery uh, at Bravery Brewing. And uh, we'll talk about that beer and just how this whole thing started coming up in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. We also have our nine news nuggets you need to know. A couple of uh, big stories that we have followed, of course, was this explosion that happened at a street in Lyon, France. Uh, they said last count there were about eight injuries. Uh, a parcel bomb, they described it as, with nuts and bolts. And while... The president of France had described this as an attack. They haven't necessarily used the, the word terrorism yet, but we'll keep an eye on that story and um, and bring anything any updated information to you. At uh, 12.30, we dive into all things Washington. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Well, the war between the president and Nancy Pelosi wages on. The president last night sharing a video on Twitter that spliced together several verbal stumbles of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi at a news conference earlier in the day. He said in a tweet in all caps, Pelosi stammers through news conference. Which is, listen, the Washington Post came out with an article today that said, don't believe these Nancy Pelosi videos that are going around because it's her slowed down to make it look like she's hammered while she's doing these speeches. Yesterday, he called her Crazy Nancy, proclaimed that she's lost it. This is, of course, a day after she said that she prays for the president and hopes that his family has an intervention with him. Right. And we made fun of that yesterday. I said, listen, you can't, 
you can't you, you shouldn't I should say you shouldn't say you're going to pray for somebody if you're insulting them that's like that's somebody in the deep south saying oh, bless your bless heart. your little heart well it, it's saying, so condescending and, and, it's so frustrating yeah and saying that you're going to it's basically using prayers for evil is what it's doing yeah it's imprecatory prayer I'm going to pray for you to be smoten smitten smite smited smited is that the past tense? Do you tense? need another beer? No, I don't need any yet. Okay. Now listen. Um, in fact, Bart here at Bravery Brewing actually left a little note for us on the table here. Right. That says, Dear Gary and Chandler, all of us here in the Bravery family pray for you. We hope that someday your family and friends have an intervention for you. So good. The president took off to Japan, but before he did, he was on the White House lawn talking about how the United States will be bolstering its military presence in the Middle East with an additional 1,500 troops. We talked to Brian Suits earlier about this plan, and Brian said eh, it's really basically nothing because that's not a lot of people. Yeah, it's not a lot of people, but it's it's if nothing else, it's a uh, a headline that will generate conversation or in, in other parts of the world. The president said the troops would have a mostly protective role there, which is also fine. But again, like like Brian said, and like you said, it's not that's not a whole lot of people. Fifteen hundred people. Uh, the big story overseas that has an impact in D.C. is the fact that uh, Prime Minister Theresa May has announced today. She will resign from office coming up on June 7th. The president, also on his way to uh, board Marine One, made some comments about Theresa May, saying that he felt sorry for her, said that she was a good woman. I like her very much. Um, She worked very hard. She's very strong. Now, they have disagreed vehemently on Brexit and the issues around whether or not Britain was going to remain a part of the European Union. And this is the main reason why she's going to be stepping down come June 7th. The interesting thing about it is... The president is scheduled to travel to Great Britain, and he is scheduled to meet with Theresa May on June 3rd, right in the midst of all of the going away parties well, that she's going to that's not going to happen. That meeting's off the table. Well, it could still so happen. It's just going to not mean much. It's not going to mean anything. The I mean, question, what would be the purpose? The question is who's going to take over for her, and how is that relationship, how is the relationship with whoever that person is going to be with President I Trump? I would assume that he gets along with Boris quite well. I don't, I don't know. They have very similar personalities. Yes. Uh, very similar hairstyles. Different color, but different, uh, but similar hairstyles. And I wonder what, if two people like that can get along, or if they're going to be too similar that just disagreements prop Either up they left love and right. each other or they hate each other. There's no in-between. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo notifying lawmakers today, this afternoon, that President Trump is invoking his emergency authority to sidestep Congress... Insert middle finger right there. And complete 22 arms deals worth approximately $8 billion. These would benefit Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, and other countries. Now, both Republicans and Democrats had urged the administration not to go this route, not to take that rare step of declaring an emergency to push through these arms deals that lawmakers have blocked. But as we've seen this week, as we've seen this this presidency, this is a president that is not going to wait on Congress for a green light. No. Especially when it's one of those issues. This is an issue that I think would have been agreed to. This goes to the uh, the disaster repair bill, the disaster aid bill we'll talk right. about in a second. But yeah. this is one of those things that I think would have been approved by Congress anyway. It's just a matter of they want to be able to say that they are putting the brakes on policies and keeping him in check when in the end they probably would have agreed to it anyway. They're holding tight to their constitutional right to have oversight over the executive branch. And this is just another way that the president can say, I don't need you. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, that disaster aid bill, 
there was a lone congressman who blocked this this aid package on the House floor today. It was supposed to simply go through uh, a voice vote, and he objected, which meant they're going to have to do a full floor vote in the House. That won't happen until they get back from their Memorial Day recess, so that's probably going to be about 10 days from now at the earliest. We talked about it yesterday. The president was okay with the Senate moving forward with this bill without the border wall money that he wanted included in it, but he was willing to give that up to get this disaster aid bill signed. Well, this lawmaker clearly trying to make a name for himself, Chip Roy out of Texas, by saying, no, I will not sign this without the, uh, without the border wall money. What I was surprised, Which is unfortunate because there are families that are recovering from wildfires, flooding, hurricanes, all of that, that, right. that need this relief now. They're, they're, this is even lava flow money. This is typhoon money. I mean, we're not talking about the normal tornado earthquake money. This is some bizarre, uh, some bizarre disasters that need to be taken care of. $19 billion bill, according to the congressman who stepped in and objected, by the way, Chip Roy out of Texas. He says this is a bill that is not paid for when we're racking up $100 million of debt per hour. And he was saying that he wants to make sure that we have the money to cover these bills. The disaster bill was in doubt until the end, basically. The Senate Appropriations Committee made a a personal appeal, Richard Shelby did, to the president to ask him for his blessing, which he gave. But it's still on hold. It's going to be several days before we get this thing worked out. One of the big questions on the table for Democrats running in 2020 is where to come down on this impeachment talk. We'll talk about that when we come back, where they come down and, and, and the decisions that they're weighing on. Is that the popular way to go or the not popular way to go? Because the country's kind of split, I think, more so in favor of not moving forward with impeachment. So it's a, t- it's a difficult line for them to... To tiptoe. All right, we'll continue with Swamp Watch. We're live today at News and Brews at uh, Bravery Brewing here in Lancaster. Going to be here until 2 o'clock. Gary and Shannon will continue. If you really want to know how it feels to get off the road, trucks and four wheels, jump on in. A man tell your friends we'll raise some hell with a black top in. Chilling on the dirt road, laid back, swerving like George Gary and Shannon live today at... Uh, Bravery Brewing out here in Lancaster for our latest news and brews. 2011 had some good music. Yeah, 2011 is our flashback Friday here. The first time, uh, the first time these guys started making beer. In a few minutes, actually, Brian Avery's going to join us. We're going to be talking about the process of making beer here at Bravery and uh, how it is that we came up with the KF IPA that is on tap out here, the red IPA that they made on our behalf. Um, we uh, we're in the middle of Swamp Watch talking about what's going on in Washington D.C., but uh, away from D.C. Specifically, the president left for Japan this morning. He's got a a trip that he's going to... To be honest, it's mostly a fun trip for him, which is probably a giant pressure valve for him that he can get away. He's spending Memorial Day uh, as the state guest of Japan. Uh, He's going to golf with the prime minister. He's going to go to a sumo wrestling match. That's what the White House says is on his schedule. Oh, that sounds like fun. He's going to be a guest at a banquet with the imperial family. The new emperor, of course, just uh, just sat on the throne for the first time. This is a this is one of those things where it is Memorial Day. I, I mean, I, I think that there are people who are going to use that as a, against him to say that he should have been in town for Memorial Day. Well, he went to Arlington. He did. I was just going to say that, that. He and the First Lady did make a surprise visit to Arlington yesterday uh, and talked with people there and, and strolled through the, the hallowed grounds that are, that are there at Arlington. Uh, the president said yesterday, with all the countries of the world, I'm the guest of honor at the biggest event. So they've had in over 200 years, so it's a great thing. This, in the background, like we were talking about, of this ongoing 
childish fight with with Nancy Pelosi, the name calling, the you know, you need an intervention. I pray for you. You're crazy. It's this. I think is a break everybody needs for for him to have some time to himself out of the country. Everything's going to be taken care yeah, of. Yeah, but he's not somebody that's going to go on vacation and unplug and uh, just be a tourist and enjoy food and his family. He is obsessed with what people think of him. He's going to be dialed in. He's going to want to know what Pelosi's saying back home. He's going to want to know what's going on. He's going to want to see how it was received that he went around Congress again today for those weapons deals. I I think that I almost think that he wanted to cancel the trip and stay here and fight this fight because that's what he's good at. That's what he loves to do. But somebody hopefully convinced him takes take a break go yeah play some golf in japan and have a good time so there is a growing number of 2020 democratic candidates as we have chronicled on this show uh you probably know the names of four of them there's a lot of no names getting into this and i don't know what that's due to i know that they're just trying to get name recognition for the next time around maybe because then in four years you'll say or, or eight years or whatever oh i've heard of them before well, sure. Everybody knows Eric Swalwell. <laughs> I just don't see that happening. <laughs> so they're trying to figure out which side to come down on on the impeachment question. Because there's a large amount of Americans that think it's bad for the country. The president be damned, but it's bad for the country for us to impeach the president. It's yeah. bad for the economy, the whole bit. But now there's a growing number of Democrats that are calling for impeachment on the campaign trail. You've got Elizabeth Warren... Kamala Harris, Seth Moulton, again. Names. Beto O'Rourke, who's just clawing for relevancy. And then there are others uh, like Julian Castro, Eric Swalwell, that have kind of hedged their bets a little bit, but have come down on the side of, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Well, I think part of that is that they have to pay homage to Nancy Pelosi. They, it, it, Eric Swalwell, Julian Castro, Julian not so much, but... Swalwell, as a member of Congress right now, has to play by the rules that are set by the House Speaker. And in that case, she has said, as much as she may believe that he's uh, done things that are impeachable, she's not going to rush to that because she knows how divisive that would be. Well, the majority of America doesn't want to move to impeach. The majority of Democrats do. So you can see where it it comes down to a tough decision for these candidates. 53% of Democrats now say that beginning impeachment proceedings should be a top priority for Congress. That's 10 percentage points higher than a month ago. Yeah. Well, the, the only difference being that as the longer we go without it, I think people sort of lose interest in it. And the more people chirp about it without actually taking action, it's going to become tiresome, I think. And yeah. I, I, there's something to be said about whether or not the president wants Congress to impeach. Because if they do... Then he gets the division, and he can uh, that can galvanize people for his, you know, for his support. That does nothing but increase his popularity numbers. Uh, side note, by the way, about the IRS: the the federal courts are trying to rule about whether or not the IRS has to turn over tax documents to Congress investigating the president. Imagine the timing of this in the middle of the rundown to the conventions in 2020. If the courts work on a normally relative, uh, relatively normal schedule, we could see the president's tax returns, some legal experts are saying, in the midst of the campaign. 
What are we're, we going to learn from We're not going to learn anything. We're not going to learn anything. We're going to learn that he cut corners and that he hid money and that he used every... You know, he has a team of tax attorneys to make sure that he is using all of the tools in the toolbox to make sure he pays the least of the least. But that's completely legal. And we all know that that's what's going to be the case, right? Yeah. It's, I, I mean, how, how is somebody like Donald Trump not on the IRS's radar? You think that if he was, he was cheating that they wouldn't know about it already? You don't think he's high profile enough through, through, through our whole lifetime? Somebody would have leaked it. Come on. All right. Uh, a fun 1 o'clock hour coming up. Brian Avery is going to join us. We're going to be talking about the KFIPA uh, that we brewed here at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. We're going to talk about movies that are coming out this weekend and our nine news nuggets you need to know, the great, crazy stories we didn't get to this week. Gary and Shannon live today, Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. Another hour left in our show. Come on out and say hi. We'll be back in just a moment. Gary and Shannon, we are live today. Our latest news and brews in Lancaster. We're at the Bravery Brewing. Help kick off Memorial Weekend. This is going to be a fun <laughs> one o'clock hour because uh, it's been a fun day, really. Yes. But we have movies. We have the nine news nuggets you need to know. They are currently in the oven here <laughs> at the brewery. Do you know? Okay. Side note. Sorry. Let's pull the curtain back a second. We've we've told you multiple times about the the weird emails that we get from corporate, like you know, flush <laughs> and uh, take stuff out of the refrigerator. Like every, every office has somebody that does that. Yeah. Our office so, literally, literally sent out an email a couple weeks ago saying, when you use the bathrooms in the building, clean up after yourself. Silly, right? It's so disgusting. I just got an email that says, Hey, I came across your company profile. We believe that you'll be able to benefit from our cleaning programs. <laughs> so somebody's reading our corporate email about how trashy our place is As but they it, it isn't it isn't but i do feel terrible for the people who run the maintenance uh, at that building the things that they have to put up with we uh, we've been following a couple of big stories uh, through the day today. Of course, uh, Theresa May announced today that she's going to step down as uh, her party's leader the conservative party in Britain June 7th to make way for a new british prime minister. A couple of names that have been popping up including Boris Johnson uh, that could co- take over as uh, as the uh, prime minister. That's the word I'm looking for. Also, the uh, the aid package that looked like it was going to go towards passage, a 19 billion dollar aid package, stalled in the House. There was one single Republican uh, House member, Chip Roy, out of Texas, who objected. They were going to do it just by a voice vote. Uh, they, he objected, which means they're going to have to wait until they get everybody back in town before they vote on it, probably another 10 days or so. We are out here in Lancaster at Bravery Brewing, and not only is this brewery uh, a big place for the community to come and and be just that. It's all about community. When, you, when, when, we, when we go to these news and brews places, it's the thing that I love most, is it's just a place for everyone to come together, have a couple of beers, and talk like normal people instead of texting each other. <laughs> Bravery <laughs> Brewing is no different, but the thing about Bravery Brewing is the beer is really good. Yeah. I don't drink beer. I love the beer here. Yeah, you've had seven, which is a, a bit excessive for you. It's Listen, unusual. Don't judge me on a Friday. Uh, Brian Avery is the brewer here, the brains behind the brews, and he joins us now. Brian, nice to see you again. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. Uh, give us a give us the quick rundown of Brian's history in, in beer. Where, where'd you start? Why why beer? What 
what were your original plans? Yeah, of course. Uh, so like a lot of professional brewers in the country, I started as a home brewer and I was, uh, I went to film school. I was working on TV sets for a while, but every weekend I would drive back up to, uh, Palmdale to, uh, homebrew. And after a few years of doing that, I kind of realized that my passions were flip-flopping and, uh, I still, I still love film and television, but, um, I realized that beer was the real passion and, uh, we got a business plan written together and uh, went for it back in 2012. One of the things I love about your story is that you had supportive parents. You know, you went to them and you said, I want to make beer. And yeah. they're like, okay, <laughs> walk us through that. My parents were actually on the verge of retiring. They were going to move to Hawaii. And I was like, all right, hit the brakes. I got a better idea. Yeah, what if we stay in the desert and we make beer instead? Um, but yeah, this, this definitely would not have happened if I didn't have the supportive parents that I do. What's it like working with family? Double-edged sword. <laughs> it's most, it's mostly good. They can't hear you right now. It's oh, just I'm, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really special. Not, not a whole lot of people have the opportunity to work so closely with their family. And, you know, you definitely grind each other's gears. But uh, that's, that's few and far between. And just having their support and getting to work together day in, day out is really special. Uh, when we talked last year, when we were here for Memorial Day weekend last year, we talked a bit about distribution. You guys have a big footprint now, and I assume just it's getting bigger, right? Where do you guys distribute, and how do you handle that? Yeah, so we are self-distributed right now, and our, our really core footprint is basically Bakersfield down towards, like, Northridge, Simi Valley. And it's growing organically little by little. Um, we just really want to keep a lot of care and focus on where our beer is going. And it's, it's a little easy to get carried away and just throw your beer everywhere that people will take it. But then you're not sure if it's being handled properly, if it's being kept cold, um, and if it's actually selling. So keeping our relatively small footprint allows us to really keep good control on the quality of our beer. What are some of your favorite creations that you've come up with that are on the menu now? You know, um, it's like collaboration season for us right now. We have a lot of fun beers on tap. Um, probably the funnest beer is called The Gathering, and it's a beer that we brewed with a local coffee shop called Sagebrush Cafe, and it's a German lager that we infuse with rooibos tea, and it's, it's very refreshing. It's, it's great as the weather's, I think the weather's about to warm up, but uh, it'll, it'll be a great summer beer. I was so happy this morning driving up here. I was like, winter is finally over. It's broken. The, su- the yeah. sun has come out. Finally broken. All right, so a couple of weeks ago... Um, you and your dad actually emailed and, and were asking about the specifics of what we wanted to do for KFIPA. And it was really simple for us to say we want it to be sort of maybe a red IPA and maybe taste something like this and have this, this ABV. How easy is it for you to narrow in on a specific style or a specific recipe? Fortunately, there's a lot of great software out there today for brewers where you can really kind of finesse a recipe and get it pretty close to what you want it to be, especially the first time making a brand new beer. Um, And, you know, as I'm sipping this uh, to go on a tangent, I'm really big into cocktails when I'm not drinking beer. And I love um, Amaro, like Campari. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm, maybe it's the color that's kind of signaling this for me, but there's this nice dry bitterness to the beer and then this kind of herbaceous, but then also big tropical fruit um, component to this beer. So for me, this is almost kind of uh, tasting like like a Campari kind of cocktail. Um, But yeah, it's still very much so a red IPA. It's got that uh, trademark bitterness to it. But then some of the hops that we used, Azaka, Denali, and Mosaic, are really big tropical fruit hops. 
how do you come up with the names or who comes up with the names? Is that a collaborative effort? You know, actually, uh, it's, it's normally me that's coming up with the names. Some of our staff helps out too. But this one, the KFIPA, is actually my dad. Yeah, it was his. I remember getting the email from your dad about, hey, we have an idea. Let's see if we can flesh it out. Yeah. Um, and then the process of, of coming up with the new ones, outside of somebody like me saying, hey, I want to I make it red or it tastes like this or that. When you get an idea, is it that you're tasting other beers from other places and you think do something like that but a slightly better is that how you come up with it it's definitely part of it sometimes um there's a lot of kind of like borrowing ideas in the in the beer industry and um you know it's it's such a uh there's such a great level of camaraderie in this industry so there'll be plenty of times where i'm at another person's brewery or just out at a bar with other brewer friends and they'll be talking about an idea or a new technique that they're going to try to use and it's like oh that sounds great and we will bounce ideas back and forth off of each other and really the consumer wins in the end because we're all kind of uh elevating and pushing each other to do bigger and better things yeah and outside of the you know corporate takeover of some of the smaller places the camaraderie, like you mentioned, the camaraderie between and within the, the community of brewers like that is, is it's what's fascinated me about the, the whole, um, I guess, portion of the industry. You don't see it in other places. You don't no. see it in other businesses. You don't see it in other trades. It's not, it's not competitive and cutthroat. It's like a community of people that want each other to do just as well. Yeah. Well, thank you again for, for making this beer. It's fantastic. We're very, very, yeah. I'm very happy Appreciate with it. Appreciate it. It's very, it's the coolest thing. Thanks I, for giving us the chance to do I it. I saw the toenails get clipped in there, and I, so I know exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was, the, that was the mystery ingredient we didn't get into. Uh, right. but, but Brian Avery is the uh, head brewmaster here at Bravery Brewing up in Lancaster. And thank you again for having well us. Done. Thanks for thank well done. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, right. Brian. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to do some uh, quick look at some movies that are coming out this weekend. And don't forget our nine news nuggets you need to know coming up in a few minutes. Are you going to sing A Whole New World? I'm not going to sing A Whole New World. Come Maybe. on. Maybe. I might sing A Whole New World. Amy oh, wants stop. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're live today at uh, Bravery Brewing in Lancaster for our latest news and brews. Like a shooting star, so I grabbed a beer in my old guitar. Yeah, and and live today for our news and brews at Bravery Brewing out here in Lancaster. Still on tap is the KFIPA. We were just talking with Brian, brewmaster here at Bravery, about the uh, KFIPA beer that they made just for us uh, and for everybody that's here today, as a matter of fact. So it's still on tap. And there's still some of it left, I suppose. Those tacos are delicious. Yeah, you you made a... What? Um, There's tiny. I ate two. You made a really bad face when you were eating it, but that means it was good I was food. hungry. I think the Can word you is you... look at my face? Sorry. Gosh. You hate... <laughs> Ate that taco. Well, like there's only so... there's like four minutes. We have four minutes to eat. It's so a, it's a tiny taco. Slow down. You, can... it's not going anywhere. There's nobody you know, if, fighting if you I for it. If I knew we were going to be judging each other today, you ate that thing like an orphan. <laughs> I feel I kind of felt like an orphan because like I was really hungry. Food insecurity was an issue there. <laughs> All right, um, what do you have to tell I me? I have to tell you about a magical night. Are you ready to hear about it? Yes, I am. Join the entire KFI cast. You know, Handel, Tim Conway Jr., John and Ken, for a magical evening at a secret undisclosed mansion in the Hollywood Hills famous for magic. Wait, wait, hold on. A secret undisclosed mansion in the Hollywood Hills famous for magic. Got it. Your charitable donation includes all of this. Ready? Gourmet dinner, cocktails, 
free valet parking, a live Tim Conway Jr. broadcast, lap dances from Gary, Not true. and tons of magic from some of the most well-known no. magicians Why? in the country. Hold on a second. Why did you applaud that lap dances thing? I, I think many of us have applauded that. Nobody ever... Well, here's the deal. You should have never done it in the first place. <laughs> you did it in the first place at Tim Conway Jr.'s birthday at, was it Morongo? This is maybe two, three years ago? Yes. And you dressed up like Marilyn Monroe yes. in a white halter dress, mm-hmm. and you gave him a lap dance. And I'll never forget the look on poor Tim's face. I mean, talk about a Captain Phillips. Do you want to know what he whispered to me? Yes. Uh, it's a secret between Tim and I. I'll never tell. I'll never tell. Anyway, this is a huge deal, guys. We have the entire castle for our party. I mean, mansion. 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 Can't say castle. Right. Single tickets available, 350 bucks. Couples, 640 And group ticket discounts are available. The event is extremely limited and will sell out. It benefits the American Red Cross Initiative to Get Prepared California. For more details, log on to KFIAM640.com. All right. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to get into the nine news nuggets you need to know. But I wanted to go through some of the movies that are coming out this weekend because they're pretty spectacular. Number one, the uh, ongoing – I'm not comfortable with this, but this ongoing push for Disney to live action up some of their animated classic movies. They did it with Lion King. Uh, they did it – or they're doing it with Lion King. They did it with uh, Jungle Book. They did it with Beauty and the Beast. You don't like these, huh? Well – it's not that I don't like them. I just don't think they're necessary. Uh, but this weekend, out comes Aladdin. People love live stuff, though. They well, love... Now, hold on. It's a fantastic movie. But because Robin Williams was Robin Williams, I feel, I feel bad for Will Smith trying to be the he, genie. I've seen clips, though. He's made it his own, and it, he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, now, the song, on the other hand, the new song... You said the song is was by bad. by Zane. Yeah. From One Direction. And it's Remember not- when Zayn left One Direction? Do I? And America lost their minds? I don't. Girls took to YouTube in tears? You don't remember mm, that? No. Hmm. Anyway. Yes, Thank you. The- My version is better. Oh, are you going to regale us with nah, that? Nah, it's probably not a good time. Come on. I don't think just it's Just a little a- bit. Uh, I don't think so. The people want it. I just don't think that. The people want it. Uh, I can show you the world is how it starts. I can show you the world. And then what? Shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess. Tell me, princess. Now, when did you last? Let your, Let heart, your heart decide. You lost a friend in Dana, oh, although. Sorry, Dana's gone? <laughs> Dana's well, looking at you if, like that. If hell. he's not going to jump in front of the bullet, then who is? Uh, anyway. Uh, so Aladdin is coming out. It's it's a two hour plus movie. That's the other issue I have with it. Yeah, that... kids don't sit through two hour plus movies. I don't think this is for kids. I think this is for us. It's for people who remember it when it came out right. in 1992 or whatever it was. Exactly. Uh, Booksmart. Here's a here's a movie that is getting incredible reviews that I had not heard of anything until uh, yesterday. Booksmart is directed by Olivia Wilde, n- known as an actress more than a director. And it is a couple of academic superstars, a couple of really smart girls, a best friends. They realize that they should have worked less and played more. And it's supposed to be a really great coming-of-age high school movie that we haven't seen the likes of for, for several years. You said I should not let my daughter watch this. Well, because she has been in the books for she's her the book high school career. She's, she's And a, I don't want her to let loose. I almost said she gets around. I didn't mean it like that. And it was going to come out wrong. 
I meant she's had fun. She's not like she's a homebody all the time. No, I mean, when I say fun, I mean uh, illegal things. Okay, well, that's not going to happen. It doesn't that what they do in the movie? I don't know. It just says that what they... What do you think they... It says they try to cram four years of fun into one night. Okay, that sounds illegal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, Brightburn is coming out. A child from another world crash lands on Earth. Thumbs down on that. And then Tomorrow Man with John Lithgow and Blythe Danner. If you didn't have enough uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in... Uh, in the latest Avengers movie, maybe you have too much of her mom in the Tomorrow Man. Anyway, I love her mom. Blythe Danner? Oh, my right, gosh. Well, she's incredible. You can watch that movie alone. I wanted her to be my other mom. When we come back, we'll get through our nine news nuggets you need to know. The great, fun stories. We're going to end this, uh, this news and brews with a very high energy nine news nuggets you need to know when we come back. Right? Yes. All right. Get your dipping sauces out. Live today at Bravery Brewing in Lancaster. We'll be back in a moment. Gary and Shannon live today, our news and brews in uh, Lancaster. We're at Bravery Brewing. We'll be here for another half an hour or so, and this is the best part of the show. It's actually the best part of the week, I think, uh, because we get to go through some of our stories that we didn't get to earlier in the week. This is what we call our uh, our nine news nuggets you need to know. Uh, born a couple of years ago, early on a Sunday morning, and nobody listened to it. But in the meantime, here's our honorable mention. Honorable mention. Not supposed to mention. I was going to mention it when the time was right. It's network policy not to mention it. It's been an honor serving with you all. Didn't I mention it? What an honor it is. Great and honorable Moses. So today we're holding auditions to become the newest member of Honorable Mention. Leonardo da Vinci. Of course, tons of exquisite work he left behind, but a lot of it unfinished, which has led one psychiatry professor to believe that da Vinci had ADHD. He, had, I, <laughs> he was uh, chronically procrastinating. Uh, and you know what? A lot of people that suffer from ADHD are creative types. Who here has AD? Here's number nine. Uh, number nine. I get it. I get it. That was funny. Can I speak nine languages? I stay up till nine o'clock. Basically everybody at table nine. I feel ready to go another nine in. Niner. Did I catch a niner in there? Were you calling from a walkie-talkie? You know when you... Uh, when you walk into the mall and there's those kiosks in the middle, some of them sell, you know, phone cases. Some or... of them sell face cream, and there's guys that like attack you with it. Yeah. Well, there was a there was a display in uh, all Altamonte Springs in Florida at a mall there. They were selling jewelry, and the a guy walks up and steals 14 gold chains, a tray of 14 gold chains. Valued at $19,000. And he takes off towards the exit. The owner said she and another owner started running after him. But in fact, it was witnesses running in the crowd who finally caught up with that guy and tackled him before police got there and were able to hold him until they... Congratulations. Round of applause for Number people eight. in malls in Florida. child is born every eight seconds. Listening to eight different bosses drone on about mission statements. Crazy. We'll stay in Florida for number eight. We could do an entire entire news nuggets uh, 
we, segment with Florida. We could just we call to. it Florida Nuggets, really. Uh, this guy says that he was going to expose a car dealership's old customer sales records if the owner of the car dealership did not give him a new car in $50,000. And he kept trying to blackmail them and blackmail them with pictures of the records and everything. And when he was arrested, he said, oh, I didn't think I was doing anything illegal. In fact, I think I was pretty fair asking for only $50,000 in a Chevy Malibu because that's my wife's favorite car. Oh, see, he was doing it for his wife. That's very nice. Number seven. The seventh son of the seventh son. One for seven days. With the government, sector seven. Five, seven. Seven a.m. Seven years of college down the drain. Seven, seven, seven. Seven Seven days. Well, we have got the number one reggae album on Billboard.com, and the guy responsible for it came from where would you think? Jamaica? Can we say anywhere but New Hampshire? <laughs> he came jo- from New Hampshire. Joe Sambo uh, has the highest ranking debut reggae album on beer- Billboard.com. It's called How We Do, and he says in the song, I'm from New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's the, where I'm from, that's and, and catchy it, line. that's what the vibe is here. New Hampshire reggae. we got to turn Petros onto that. I guess. Sounds like it's uh, the Old Town Road version of, uh, of reggae. All right, here's number six. I got six, you got six, she got six. Uh, number six. Steve, there's six more weeks of winter. Why do you have a picture of me, a rabbi, and six drunken longshoremen? Why don't we just stick her in a nursing home closer to us so I don't have to drive six hours? Drink another six-pack. Number six. Uh, people do weird things on social media and ask for weird things on social media. There was a guy in Torrington, Connecticut, Jose Sims, uh, who was wanted on seven different warrants, four warrants for first-degree failure to appear, three warrants for second-degree failure to appear. The guy just can't keep a schedule, for one thing. Uh, police said that Jose Sims agreed to turn himself in if the department could get 15,000 likes on his wanted picture so they posted it to their Facebook page. They got 25,000 likes on his wanted picture. So he has yet to turn himself in. He's not following the rules of social media. Who wants a pyramid scheme nugget? I do. Number five. Number, Number five. Number one. You want to do five on the Bla- way? Blake's in the uh, bathroom. Let's do For five, five minutes. I have five rules. We begin bombing in five minutes. Five little monkeys. This is the year 5.5. Do me a favor and lose five pounds immediately. So this is in Virginia Beach, and there was a search warrant executed at this man's house, 27-year-old Abraham Haynes. And they found a bunch of stuff that looks like it was, I don't know, a drug lab used to manufacture different drugs. Well, and plus he has a history. He's grown uh, psychedelic mushrooms in the past. He's grown pot in the past. But we can all turn over a new leaf, can't we? Aren't we a land of second chances? He says all of that equipment was to make essential oils. Oh, that's not very methy. You like oils, but not essential oils, right? Isn't that what, what you said? No. Oh, you've talked about that before. Oils? Essential oils. Wait, oils? Because essential oils is where the pyramid scheme comes in. Oh, that. I see what you're yeah. saying. No. That I'm girl you went to high school with who hits you up on Facebook with the message that says, hey, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. You know where that's headed. All right. We got four more news nuggets when we come back to the Gary and Shannon Show. Live today at our News and Brews in Lancaster, Bravery Brewing. One more segment to go.
Gary and Shannon. <laughs> we are live today. Bravery Brewing in Lancaster for our latest news and brews. Wrapping it up, but we have a few more of our news nuggets we need to get to. Here's number four. Four minutes. He's probably on his fourth tranquilizer by now. Commandment number four. There goes the fourth amendment. This isn't the same world you left four years ago, sir. Uh, Change.org is a place that you can go to to waste a lot of time. People can sign petitions for just about anything. Anything. We told you last week how they wanted to, or earlier this week, how they wanted to change the end of Game of Thrones, etc. Well, here's a new one. There is a new Change.org petition with thousands of signatures calling for the next Wolverine movie to star Danny DeVito as Wolverine. The Danny DeVito. Have Danny DeVito play the rebooted Wolverine in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the only man able to take the throne after Hugh Jackman. Uh, that would be something to behold, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be quite a movie. Number three. Three shall be the number thou shalt count, and the number of the counting shall be three. They were dead within three hours. Three. Security so clearance went on level sale. three. Oh. All three. Three. I got all three. New? I know. Three. Born live. After about Funny. three days, they both start to stink. Three. All right, so when tickets went on sale last Friday for the Garth Brooks concert in Boise, uh, Idaho, they went, out, uh, they went out in less than an hour. So the governor gets on the phone to Garth Brooks to beg him for another concert date. Uh, now, it, I know that lawmakers waste their time with a lot of things that aren't policy or the work of the people. I absolutely think this is the work of the people. I mean, if you've ever seen Garth in concert, it's incredible. Now, Garth Brooks, to his credit, hasn't said anything yet in terms of whether or not they're going to do a second uh, show at, I think it's Albertson's Arena or something like that. But he did say, we've been looking at this. I'm not sure what the possibilities are. But if it happens, it's going to be because the governor called me on the phone. That's a huge thing. Good for them. Here's number two. What's going on, you two? Pick out two fingers. One, two. There are two people in this house. There's two sons and no women. Two ringy-dingies. If if there's anybody still here uh, who works in law enforcement, you guys have some of the best stories of dumb people in the world. You guys deal with some of the dumbest people on a regular basis. Here's one from Lincoln, Nebraska. Officers responding to a domestic assault call about 10.30 p.m., Knew that they were going to be talking to a guy by the name of Markle Towner. They'd been there before. He's got two warrants out for his arrest. And when they started questioning him, he gave them a fake name. All the while wearing a lanyard with his real name. He has ID, photo ID on his chest. And he gave him a fake name. I feel like that's a Tuesday in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, But that's why it made the headlines uh, Channel 11 News in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. All right, finally, our number one news nugget for the week. You're a number one. We're number one, Ben. That's all that counts. I decided to look out for number one. Are you the number one? (laughs) Row number one. Number one. Uh, Number one. Bravery Brewing could have gone a different way when it came to naming itself. (laughs) It could have been anything. It It could have been been a million different things. Yeah, it could have been the Rowdy Beaver. No, I don't think it could have been the Rowdy Beaver. The Rowdy Beaver... Is a, uh, is a place in Harrison, Missouri. And the reason they called it the Rowdy Beaver is because it's close to Beaver Lake, oh. Beaver Town, and Beaver Dam, I should say, and the town of Beaver. That makes sense. The Rowdy Beaver opened about 13 years ago. But because of that guy's a fantastic name for his business, Rodney Minner has pleaded guilty to willful failure to collect and pay over employment taxes. So usually when you name your, your business something funky like that, you're going to get... Uh, 
you're going to get a lot of attention paid to you that you didn't expect. Well, so. thank you all for coming out today. Thank you to yeah. Bart and Sandra and Brian here at Bravery Brewing. It's always We always feel so welcomed when we come here. If you're out here for whatever reason in Lancaster for a Jethawks game, you're driving up, you're driving through, stop by, uh, stop by Bravery Brewing and grab a beer and see the Wall of Honor, by the way. And again, a thank you. They put up, uh, they put up a picture of Tim Conway served in the Army in the late 50s, and we're glad that he was able to do that. It means a lot to us as well. Thanks to uh, Westside Body and Paint, the Automobile Club, of course, uh, Vets for Veterans, Bombshell Betty's, the Chop Shop, Hopes for fam- Homes for Families, uh, Jason Hurst and the International Solutions Group. Thank you all for making this a very important day for us, and uh, have a great Memorial Day weekend. For those of you who are still in the house, we do have a handful of Gary and Shannon limited edition pint glasses that, uh, that you can come up and grab. If you're still in the building, uh, some T-shirts as well. So, okay, hold on. Back off. I told you. Back off. <laughs> uh, we will uh, hopefully be back if they'll have us again next year. Bart, is that, Bart says yes. All right. Have a great time. John and Ken are up next. We'll see, you to, we'll see you on Monday. Stay dry, everybody. And so we come to the end of another fun-filled episode of... Gary and Shannon.